Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. New year, new problems, possibly, unless you got Mad Dog Manny Aurora, the man, the myth, the legend. Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law, pops by the BS twice a month if you have any questions for him. You can always leave it either on our social media. You can shoot us an email by going to our website, podcastthebs.com, or you can call our hotline and leave it there, 404-369-3825. Even possibly set up a one-on-one with you and Mad Dog Manny on the show. He's handled litigation in 19 states, represented many clients, including professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, and politicians, top 100 national trial lawyers he is the man mad dog manny aurora the aurora law firm.com the aurora law firm.com the a-r-o-r-a law firm.com did you know in 2022 19.86 percent of adults experienced a mental illness issue that's equivalent to nearly 50 million americans just under five percent are experiencing a severe mental illness So what does that tell you? That means maybe you, possibly your friends, maybe your family need some help. Sometimes it's hard to turn to the person right next to you and you need to find that neutral third party. Ridgeline Counseling, Dr. David Markwell and his therapist, they've been uh, with the BS for quite some time, a personal friend and the best at what he does. Markwell Therapy com works with children, adolescents, adults. They offer Spanish-speaking counseling services. They accept insurance, offer self-pay options. Three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta, right near the square, and McKaysville outside of Blue Ridge. But you can always get to them virtually. MarkwellTherapy.com. If you or someone you know needs help, just reach out. MarkwellTherapy.com. We all got to have insurance, right? Or even possibly change insurance, which a lot of people don't know it's a thing and usually saves you a lot of cash. Sean Camp at Country Financial, he's the man. Looking for a new car, you're going to need insurance. You want to get a hold of Sean Camp. A new boat, a new motorcycle, buying a house, all these different things. Sean Camp at Country Financial is going to help you uh, with and walk you through. I wish that my mother would have talked to Sean Camp at Country Financial. She would have had comprehensive, and I wouldn't have had to bought her new windshield. All right, how do you get a hold of Sean? 678-519-9028. 678-519-9028. Make sure you say the BS sent you, right? Get a little extra special rubdown. Sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. You can shoot him an email. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It's your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. (laughs) And by God, this is the BS. Ah, here it is. Episode 123 of the BS. Thanks for being here. Finishing up a week. Appreciate you. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studio. Brought to us by Gorenstein and Watkins. 
trial, litigation attorneys, personal injury, landlord-tenant disputes, wrongful death. Personal injury is the big one, though. They get a lot of personal injury cases. I guess from us, too, which is good. GWtrial.com. That's their website. GWtrial.com. Or 470-491-0808. Good dudes. Make sure you heard about them from us. I don't know what that does, but I'm just asking you to do it anyway. Did she say you heard about them from us? Yeah. That's what I said. I think that's what I said. Not what you said, but that's what you meant. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. I might not have said it, but that's what I meant. In Playa del Carmen, Mexico, he's the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator. Hello, hola. Hola, buenos dias, guys. How you doing? Hola. Ladies? Good. Como estas? And the extremely intelligent, oh, so, what is the word? On? Salacious. Salacious, vivacious Nikki yeah. D. I'm going to write that out. You need to, because you can't forget that. I had it. I, I swear, like it. I had it the other week in my head, and I, <laughs> I, for, I, for, I forgot it. My, my, my brain is just going, but it's Nikki D. Hello, Nikki D. Hello, hello. Would you like to now admit... Um, how right I was about these scammers in the car business. I mean, Wednesday's show, we had that conversation as I'm still trying to find a uh, car for my for my mother. Mm-hmm. And everybody that sells a car on Facebook Marketplace is a scammer. But Nikki D is really hell-bent on proving that the <laughs> quote-unquote cash car is a real thing that she decided to do me a solid and goes on Craigslist and emails somebody. And she's like, you watch this, and I'm going to take it to AutoZone, <laughs> and it's just going to be legit, and it's, it's just you. It's not. It's These cash cars are good, and it's, they're not all scammers out there. you got to trust people. It is, all right, go ahead. Take over. All right, so I sent out an email for this Toyota Camry. It says it only had 41,000 miles on it. Looks like it's good. They want 3,500 in cash. So I reach out to them. I've done this before when I got my own cash cars, and unfortunately... They responded back, and this is what I said. I said, good morning. When is a good day and time that I can come out and see the car? And the response was, 2016 Toyota Camry is still available at $3,500. I posted this car for my sister. Leave me your email address, and I will contact you shortly. It's always for someone else. Always. It's always. (laughs) that. That's what I was telling you guys. There's the two replies that, uh, well, I got a couple different ones, but. The, the scam scam is I'm doing it. It's an automatic reply. I'm doing it for somebody else. Email this email. And it's always some email that when you look at it, you go, okay, that's made up. You just know it's made up. But that's the purpose of Craigslist, though, so that you don't have to swap personal information. I'm not going to give you my email. That's why I emailed you through Craigslist. So I'm like, yeah, this is a scammer. Yeah. Well, I got this guy at uh, a dealership. Like a, 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 I, I think Nate knows the dealership. I know what it is now mm-hmm. that Nate said it. And it's a legit dealership. And this guy's been very active on talking with me mm. about this this vehicle. So I think I'm going to go look at it and talk to him about it. I think you should. You know, just pull the trigger and get it over and done with. She needs a car. Yeah. Yeah. She needs a car. The only other thing was um, the idea we had was to give her Caleb's car. Because Caleb wants a new car. He wants a car payment. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, we bought him a car for when he got his license. Remember, he didn't he has get his a li- nice car. Yeah, real nice car. He didn't get his license at sixteen. Remember, his whole whole thing was, "I'm just going to Uber the rest of my life." <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Uber and run it up on your bill. Yeah. So we get we get him a it's like a twenty 
2017 GMC uh, truck, right? Denali, um, ter- uh, not terrain. Um, I forget what it is. It's a little SUV thing. And, and, and it's a nice car. I mean, it's got some, he's put some miles on it. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely his first car to the situation. It smells like weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he drove it up to Maryland, right? I think he drove it to Boston, then to Maryland. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's, he's got some miles on it. <laughs> he's got some miles on it. There's no doubt about that. But he wants a new car. And, you know, when I talked to him about it, and I said, why do you want a new car? He says, I want to build my credit. I said, well, there's other ways to do that without having a car payment. Now, granted, you are correct, and I did not expect that answer. I actually can appreciate that answer. That response is a good response on why anybody would want a car payment. You know, he's a young young man. He's 21-ish, and he's got a job, and he makes pretty decent money, and it's it's a good job. You know, he works at a smoke shop, and he's like assistant manager. He's got... He's got his own business cards. He's got a company, and he's got a company car, which I don't understand either. So, uh, so he's like, you know, I, I want a new car. He wants a car payment. He doesn't. He doesn't have any other bills, right? He lives rent free at his grandmother's house. Oh, he's still living there. Yeah. Okay. Well, when does he want to move out? Well, he he wants he wants he wants to get out, but I don't think he'll ever leave. I think he's ever seen Step Brothers. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't think he's ever I mean as much as he bitches and complains I don't think he's ever going I don't think he's going anywhere I mean I think he should do that first and, I agree and not have a car note and just be able to have your own place and maintain your own place without a car note versus I agree getting a car note but staying with grandma I agree yeah because especially since he has a car so why There's does he need two cars <laughs> before a house or an apartment. I agree. I agree with everything you guys are just saying. So I talked to him and I'm trying to talk him through this. I'm like, okay, you make X and this car payment, you know, let's just say you get, you know, Y for your car. And this is what Z you'll have to pay each month. As of right now, you don't have that expense. So why would you want that expense? Like we've made it easy for you. And he doesn't have credit. So he's going to have to put a, a large, probably amount of money down. Well, we would put the amount of money down that we get for his, for his car, which right now the used car market is really good. Like th- you can go out and buy some of these cash cars and probably make a profit if you get the right ones because there's no, the, the, the used car inventory is weak. Like there's nothing out there. People are buying them up because the new cars aren't there because the chips are still a problem, right? So the car market's crazy wacky zany. And, and so we probably get some good money for us. Not what we paid for it. And we put a new, um, put something new in it. One of those car parts it was a big deal. We put it in there just recently. <laughs> I know nothing about cars. Engine. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we just put a new engine no, in No, it wasn't an engine. <laughs> what's the, Transmission. What's the alternator? Alternator. That's it. The alternator. We put a new one of those Look in Look at recently. me knowing cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know cars. Oh, you should talk to Rach is a demon when it comes. She knows all about cars. She used to touch ding-dings of guys that worked on cars back in the day. So she knows all about cars. Those are ex-boyfriends. You know. My, my, my uh, college, um, high school and college girlfriend for six years, her dad was a mechanic. Brother was a mechanic. So he had a oh, shot. Nice. Yeah, but I just yeah. never was around. I just take it in there. I was like, why isn't my car working? Well, something's wrong with the oil. What's wrong with the oil? When's the last time you got it checked? I've never had it checked. I just keep refilling it like the gas tank. Well, that's not how you do that. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, we got to flush the whole thing out. Oh, okay. We're not going to charge you because you're dating my daughter. 
Appreciate it. Nice. I remember that. So anyway, uh, the point of this whole story was scammers. Scammers. You're going to try again just because now it's kind of fun, right? A little it bit? is. I am going to try again because now I'm going to go by the, the guy's house by my house. See what he has out there. Okay. I know he's not a scammer. Okay. But also shoot out, shoot out another flair to somebody you know? that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, I am. It, it gets addicting. I'm telling you, I can't stop messaging people on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> because they they either all have the same story or they all have a way different story. It's it's just very very weird, and it blows me away that they're able to exist so openly to scam people. I know. It, it just blows me away that they're able to do this. So if I talk yeah, to this well, guy at this dealership, I want to ask him about it. Yeah, well, it's been happening on Craigslist for. 15, 20 years probably. It's just they've moved over to to Facebook now, it seems like. Some of your you people going into a new year should have had a, a New Year's resolution of being a better person and not being a scammer. You know, I mean, find a new line of work. Make, make that your New Year's resolution. That's something that can be achieved. No, because this guy tried to scam me at my job just the other day. I'm just fresh back to work. It's a new year, just like you said. And I'm pick the the hotel's going crazy. I pick up the phone. This guy's like, "Yeah, let me speak to your general manager, uh, Rick." I'm like, "Well, he's not here. He's off today." He's like, "Oh well, I've been trying to contact him because you guys have an OSHA inspection." And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "I want to leave him a message." Okay, what's your name? My name's Kevin Green, and he gives me these numbers. He's like, um, FedEx is on the other line right now. You need to click over. They they have to deliver a package. I'm like, what? Sure enough, the phone is ringing. So I put him on hold and click over. And it's like, yes, I'm calling from FedEx. And I'm like, what is going on? So I click back and he's like, yeah, Rick's calling me now. Hold on. He's like, yeah, Rick. Yeah, I'm on the uh, on the line right now with Nikki. And da, 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 da. he's like, write down these numbers. He's like, that's really good. I see now why why Rick put so much stock in you. He said you were a good employee. Um, I just need one more thing. I just need your cell phone number. I said, <laughs> my cell phone number. I said, hold on. I put him on hold and I text my GM and I'm like, are you talking to a guy right now from FedEx or OSHA? He's like, no. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a whole scammer. So while I had him on hold, he hung up. I'm like, what was he trying to scam about? He's like, they probably were trying to send something there and they wanted you to sign for it. Mm -hmm. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. So of course, people, this is what they do for a living. It's insane. Oh yeah. It's nuts. Like I said, you're, you know, they say only, they say, well, no, they say 80% of people don't, 80 something percent don't accomplish their New Year's resolutions. It was like something really high, something like that I read. But if you're a bad, I mean, like you're a bad, like how do you sleep at night like on a daily basis scamming people? They don't care. And they have the worst attitudes ever. A scammer called my friend the other day, and she called him out for scamming, and he, he told her her mom was ugly or something. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> she's like, why, why are you trying to scam people? And he's like, well, why did you call me back? She's like, why don't you find something else to do? And he's like, yeah, because your mom's ugly or something. <laughs> he said to her, and she said she cussed him out. I'm like, why were you going back and forth with a scammer? She's like, I don't know. He just pissed me off. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I would love to interview one of these scammers. <laughs> I really would. Just to understand, like, how they tick, why they tick. You know, I don't know if that's possible, if we could, you know, if somebody would 
openly. I mean, there's got to be somebody listening right now that knows somebody that scams somebody for a living. You know, if they would, I mean, we would protect their identity and all that stuff and, you know, and, and whatever. But I, I really would like, there has to be, you know, there's a reason for everything. There really is. There's nothing done. Nobody does something for no reason. Whether you know what the reason is or not, there's a reason for everything. You know, you eat because you're hungry, you drink because you're thirsty, you breathe to live. There's a reason for every. You don't think about it. You know, you just eat, you just drink, you just breathe. But there's a reason for everything. And I'd like to think, the optimist in me, is that there's good in everybody. But because of their situation and they go into survival mode, this is all they know. Either they're raised that way, they're a product of their environment, you know, growing up or currently, and this is all they know. They don't know a normal world. There's not good in everybody, unfortunately. So that's the first thing you got to get out of your head. There's no. just really some bad people, and they're just bad all around. Well, I, yeah, these are these are basically just people that break into homes, but they're doing a different scam. They they don't give a shit. They don't care whose stuff it is. They just they just want money an easy way. I I I, I really disagree with that. It might come as shock to a lot of people, but I totally we we come in we come into this world as pure and good. We don't come into this world as evil. No, I think some people are mm. born evil. Like so, they're born yep. spawns. E- even even if you look at some of the most horrible people that we've ever seen on this earth there's been good in them let's take ted bundy for example horrible horrible human being a serial killer he would kill women have sex with their court i mean just a weird whack job of a guy right but he had a steady girlfriend that he never harmed and treated like a goddess and he killed rabbits when he was four well that's what i'm what i'm saying is he did have good in him he didn't kill his girlfriend that's good Right? He was using her as a cover-up. He did not kill her because he was good. He needed a appearance no, and an air to put on. That's not true. So that, he let her live. You're just saying that. You don't know for a fact. I know for a fact. That is not true. How do you know for a fact? Is because, he your friend? No, he's dead. I've seen the movies. I've, <laughs> I've read about him. He loved his girlfriend. He loved his girlfriend. He really, really did. So that makes him a good person because he loved his girlfriend, but he killed 500 more people? I didn't say he was a good person. I said he had good in him. There's a difference. No. There's a difference. You know, there's, I think everybody's got good. If you were to, like, your worst enemy, enemy, like, let's just take, a, you know, a, a racist white supremacist, okay? Horrible, horrible human being, you know, thinks that anybody that's not white should die and shouldn't be on this earth and whatnot. If the apocalypse were to happen and there would be a nuclear war and there was only two people left on this earth and it was that guy and a black guy, you know what? He wouldn't be a white supremacist, a supremacist anymore. That would be his brother in arms. You, I mean, you hear stories like this all the time. People that you want to hate or you think you should hate, you know, you don't hate because of the circumstance that you're in. I don't agree with that either. So you don't think you think the guy's still going to hate the last person on earth yeah. that's going to help him survive? Have you yeah. ever seen Walking Dead? I mean, have you ever been to a nursing <laughs> home? <laughs> Those people in there, they need people to survive. They're in the worst states of their life, and they're still racist. Well, that's different. They're just dying. I mean, they don't know what? any better. They're no, just, they, they just cookies. didn't change. They've been sitting out in the hallway for four days. They got cookies on their Nothing chin. Nothing changed them. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Mm. Uh, so anyway, maybe uh, if you guys, somebody knows a scammer that would come on. I'd love to. <laughs> come on and tell us why you're a scammer. I'd love to. I'd love, we could we, we could have uh, we could have Julia Ferris map your brain. How about that? <laughs> see, see, see what's wrong with you. Um, 
I'll give you uh, an update. I, I told you on Wednesday show that I had an update. Nikki made the off-color comment of if my friend from middle school remembered <laughs> me or not. This was a different one than the one that I told you about prior, previously. So my best friend from seventh grade to the middle of eighth grade, when I lived in Naples, Florida, this dude exuded cool. He was cool. He was just cool. He dressed cool. He looked cool. All the girls loved him. He took the virginity, uh, I kid you not, of every good-looking girl in our grade and even the grade above. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a little slutty. Yeah, and this is in seventh grade. Mm. We were... I'd like to talk to this guy. I bet he, I bet he slept with like three people. <laughs> no. I, I can, I can name you more than three people that he took the virginity from one being the girl that I had the ultimate crush on really my first big crush, Desiree, um, Savannah, Christina, Kristen, Kim. I mean, those are five right there that like I know. The DMX song. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I was, I was in the room with a couple of them on the on the floor while they snuck in the window. So I mean, that's all legit. But he was just cool, like he was the guy, and I was his best friend. So I was the number two guy. Oh, okay. Right. I, w- I was, I, I it was always the number two guy. Like even in high school, my best friend was the guy. He was the. Star- Do you want to still keep saying best friend though? I feel like you should just say a guy you knew in middle school because he he didn't even remember you, and you you're putting and, best and he, on the friend. We haven't got to the. And he banged your and he banged your crush too. Doesn't sound like a great friend. Yeah, <laughs> but we were tight. We I mean we got each other best friend bracelets of things remembered. I told no, you that you got him a best friend bracelet. Yeah, I don't know if he got me one. He he didn't get you anything. <laughs> yeah, he got yours at things forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh anyway so yeah he was my best friend he he, he was uh and i never forgot about him like i have the best memory i really really do i remember i always tell people i remember back to when i was three years old and that's true i do i, I remember certain things in my life when i was three And so I I remember almost every day of my life with this guy, like things that we would do, clothes that we'd wear. That sounds so weird. What do you mean? Why does that sound weird? I remember every day of my life with him. It was the best. I remember his breath. I remember how he slept at night and, and just what he looked like, the up and down of his chest movement. I remember it all. All right. In 2023, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more compassionate. Okay? <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to show my, my, my softer side to people. <laughs> Don't let me stop you. Okay. So th- the point is, is he meant a lot to me in my life, right? I mean, just like his hair was great. <laughs> He did. He had really cool hair. He had, he had he had straight and we had bowl cuts in those days. So and he had and you know before you know the kids now still do the you know the kickback with the hair when they get it in their face. We were doing that in the eighties. Right? We had the bowl cuts. I could never get my hair as cool as his hair. And he had calves. Like he had huge calves for a seventh grader. He played soccer. Um, and he oh, was, big calves in a bowl cut sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> just dripping and cool. <laughs> and, you know, in the fashion at the time, and he wore the, the the hell out of some of the fashion stuff. I mean, like when he would put on a Bugle Boy shirt or um, 
a body glove shirt or, you know, guest jeans or something. He just looked cool. Like everything about this guy was cool. His and windbreaker matched his pants. He never wore a windbreaker that I could remember, oh. but he was, uh, <laughs> I, I he wasn't all that cool. I, I you know, I was a hefty kid, but right? I was fatter. You know, I didn't have his physique. He had a great physique. He really did. He had a, I mean, for a seventh grade, he was ripped and he was always tan. Mm. He, he had such a good physique, he could walk around with a shirt off all the time. Not me, because I got a belly and I'm pale. But I remember uh, we would always go to these these dances at the YMCA. And my house at the time was in walking distance. And you could walk to the back of the, you know, you could go to the back of the woods to the YMCA, which was kind of cool. It was like having your own car. You know, when you're in seventh nice. grade, to be able to walk to the dance, <laughs> that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. You could smoke a that's cigarette awesome. on your way to the dance. I mean, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, but I remember we were at his house, and he didn't live too far. And we had forgotten, and we still could have walked, but it was like we walked everywhere. But it was like maybe a mile and a half from his house. And we walked it. And I remember I was at his house, and even though the YMCA was close to my house, uh, we, we forgot about it or something and like, Hey, you want to go? And I needed to borrow clothes. Well, his waist had to have been at least two, like four sizes below mine. I mean, he was way skinnier than I was. And I was like, okay, let me wear some of your clothes. And I remember putting on a pair of these acid wash guest jeans and they were like painted on my body. And you know, my guts just like, cascading over, you know, and I've got the shirt in and I remember getting, I felt so cool that night. I really did. I remember I walked in, I felt tight, you know, I walked in and I remember a girl going, God, you look good. Are those Jamie's jeans? I was like, bugle boy jeans you're wearing. I was like, yeah. That night I danced with this girl, Stephanie, who was the eighth grade slut. And I was like, oh, I'm the man. You know, I just felt cool that night. Really, really cool. So anyway, for years, I've always wondered what happened to this dude. Now, when I left, things started to get bad there and with my specific group of friends, a specific group of friends. They started to get really heavy into drugs. Um, I, thank God, never got heavy into drugs. The only thing that I did at that time was weed. But they started experimenting and getting involved in heroin and cocaine and Heavy stuff. Yeah, X wasn't a thing, um, but so they, yeah, they started to they started to get pretty hardcore. I mean, we would sneak out of our house at that age. There was this old. Some of you might remember this from your parents, depending on how old you are. But the Tupperware from back in the day of our parents, there was always one of two colors. It was this like weird dark orange or this weird dark green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And the and the like Tupperware coral color. And the, and the Tupperware wasn't what it is today, where you buy at the grocery store, real flimsy. No, it was thick and it was tight. You could <laughs> you could you could drive over this Tupperware with a Sherman tank and it wouldn't crack. Exactly. <laughs> it was so thick. <laughs> it was like made to last. And there was this orange Tupperware bowl that I'd always take liquor out of the liquor cabinet and put it in and we'd sneak out. I always put Jack Daniels in it. So I'd have an R I'd be drinking at this party out of an orange Tupperware bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Bad. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the good times I remember. Right. And then, you know, I moved to, um, I moved to Sarasota and things got better and I started playing football and I got around a better group of kids and I wasn't into this kind of stuff anymore. Thank God. So, you know, it kind of saved me anyway. I'd heard rumors that, you know, things got bad for him and I was always wanting to know what happened to him. 
So years pass, years pass, years pass. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk. I don't talk to really anybody down there. Social media, and this is just the last couple of years, you know, I'm like, God, you know, so I'm searching for him on social media. I can't find him anywhere. Like, so weird. Like, you know, even like my age, there's a lot of people that aren't on social media. I have very close friends that are not on social media. They I do too. They well, want nothing to do with it. There's a few of my classmates who have never gotten on, never see them, don't know what happened to them, not on social media. You, you know what's weird? It's always people that you wouldn't think that. Right. You know, you have some people in your head from high school, you're like, yeah, I can see how they wouldn't be on social media, but it's never them. It's somebody that's like outgoing and popular, but for some reason they just never got into it. You know, we're kind of forced to because of the line of work we're in. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's, we use it to our advantage to gain an audience, to reach more people, to tell people what we do and all that kind of stuff. So we're kind of trapped into the social media stuff, you know. So this is uh, maybe a month or so ago. Um, just kind of recapping the story before I get to the, the new stuff. But uh, I, the people you may know on Facebook, that little feed thing that comes mm -hmm. up on your feed, it says his name. I hate it. And it's got a it's it's got a dude with a child that looks like him, just a lot skinnier version. And so I go to the page, I save the picture, I open it up in Photoshop, I zoom in to the face, and I'm like, "That's him." Why did you have to do all that? Why I don't know. You just zoom I, in on your phone. Yeah, there's probably it was probably an easier way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Took the picture. I went to Photoshop. Well, on my computer. And then I, I printed it out really big. <laughs> Circled it, highlighted it. I had a page for every square. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was on my computer. It wasn't on my phone. It was, it was on my computer. Anyway, so I'm like, that's him. So I said, well, I'm going to add friend. I was kind of nervous. I was like, who neat. I was like, I'm going to reconnect and see what's going on. So I add, add the friend. And... Uh, he accepts it, and I'm like, cool. And so I was like, well, I'm going to message him now. So I messaged him. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, remember me? Yeah, I'm joking. Like, obviously, you remember me. I was, I was your best I friend. I was your best friend. I gave you my four-wheeler when I moved to Sarasota. And his reply was, no, man, sorry, I don't remember much from the past 30 years. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what happened to you? Did you get zapped with the Will Smith thing from Men in Black? Like, what? <laughs> What do you mean you don't remember? My first thought is the obvious thought was that, you know. The drugs. The drugs, yeah, of course. And did he tell you he actually ended up in a coma? Um, No. So so I'm like, well, how do you respond to that? You know, like, you know, how do you, what do you respond? Uh, Let's see here. So let me, I'm going to read. Yeah, because I think I gave you some suggestions of a response. I want to know what you went with. Um, see that we have, we've got, you can see this is a long message. So, Hey man, you remember me? This was early December. I don't remember anything. That's what he said. God bless. And then I said, I went by Jason Cole at the time. Cause I had a different last name. Cole right. was my last name. Uh, K O H L like the, the store. And so a day later he responds, you gave me the four wheeler. Mm. And then he responds hitchhiking to get cigarettes in church camp. How are you? Because we did all those things. We were at church camp together and we hitchhiked to get cigarettes. And, but out of all the things, he remembers that. The four-wheeler. Well, not the, your bracelet. The four-wheeler I get, but the hitchhiking thing I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Well, we haven't got to the bracelet. So I said, <laughs> I, we're, we're rebuilding this relationship. I'm not just jumping in with a bracelet. <laughs> 
This is still a work in progress. You guys are just falling along in real time. So I said, huh, I did. And yes, good, you. And it says, then he gets me this, look at this long, oh, long wow. dog. He goes, it's funny you asked, do you remember me? And I said, no, you're one of the only friends I do remember. Wow. When I read Jason Cole, a whole bunch of memories came rushing back into my head. I'm doing a lot of self-reflection and it's not going so great, but the only bad memory with you, like, like oh, oh shit, what's going on now? Is when your mom got married and you moved. That's sweet. Oh, look at her. He says, man, good memories. It's so cool. Do you know this girl, Sarah? And I was like, yeah, I do. She lived in our community, but she was way younger than us. But I guess they've been together. He goes on to say they've been get together for a long time. I said, so I, I got to ask. I'm like, did something happen to you for you to lose your memory? Yeah, man, we were tight. Some of my great memories in life. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then I said, she lived in where I lived and I lived there. He goes, I took prescription meds for the for like 20 years and it's finally coming back. I've been off painkillers for a couple years. I have a 15-year-old girl and a 9-year-old. What a trip. You have kids? And I said, yeah, stepdad, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he's been with his wife for 30 years. He goes, I think about you every Halloween and I walk by your old house. Oh, okay. Now both of you guys have real good crushes on each other. Okay. Because it's not one-sided anymore. Well, I don't know why what what I don't know why he would uh, walk by my house, but what's the significance of Halloween? What'd y'all do? I have no idea. Oh. I don't know. Uh he goes, Where do you live? Atlanta. He goes, I oh, this is this is the good stuff right here. He goes, I just looked at you on Facebook and you look good, man. I just started getting on Facebook this year. I just randomly started talking to whoever. I need to get off this Facebook. I just got fired after seven years, so I have some time. What did you end up being in life? He goes, I still live in Naples. I want to move so bad. His wife won't budge. I want out of here. I told him I've been a radio personality, and I podcast now. And I go, what do you what do? You do? What do you, he goes, uh, where do you want to move? Well, I don't know. And he goes, uh, did you write Pulp Fiction? Look at you. I thought I was cool. You're a cool dude. No wonder we were friends. Vanity, <laughs> it gets them every time. I'm just playing, but the picture I saw looked good. Both my, you know, so anyway. But anyway, that was it. So, like, I'm like, I feel like this is bigger than just reaching out to an old friend. I feel like he needs me. It, it sounds a little scary to me, though. What do you think, Nate? Doesn't that sound a little scary, though? Like somebody I think it's weird that he he did remember you so much, but just because you had a different last name when you messaged him, he's like, I don't know any fucking Jason. And now he's like, oh, yeah, the Jason I have a huge crush on. And I, I walk by his house and masturbate every Halloween. It's, it just seemed weird that he's, don't it? <laughs> he didn't he didn't put those two together. But but I guess maybe the the drugs. I think he's about to start asking you for money, too. You better be careful. Well, yeah. that's the case. I don't think that's going to be the case. But if that were the case, then, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. He's 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 swarming it up like, oh, yeah, you were so cool. And oh, you're even cooler now. You wrote Pulp Fiction. Oh, but by the way, I just lost my job. I'm unemployed. You're a big I radio need a car. guy. Yeah, well, looking no. for one. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Can, you, can you email me your uh, information? I've got a car I'd like to sell. I need some help right now. <laughs> Yeah. Or he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to sell his own car. <laughs> My name's Nook Nook. I'm trying to contact you on Facebook, but I don't know you kept on ignoring me. It sounds like he needs me though. This might be my calling in life to find somebody from my past that I was close to that's struggling 
and to reconnect. And go fix his AC. And go fix his AC. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. How far back do you remember, Nate? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I remember some things when I was a kid, like uh, like five or something, I guess, but not like real in depth or anything, not like conversations, but just I remember being at certain places or going on a vacation to, you know, different landmarks or hotels, things like that. I think I think I'm special. I think I have a superpower then. I, th- I think you used to because uh, we we all forget shit now. Like Brandon has to remind you to hit record to record the podcast. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think our memories used to be good. <laughs> well, y- yes, you are correct. I-, I remember more things from then than I do now. That so makes you have any good long term memory, not good short term memory. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I so it's football remember, days. Football day. I can remember <laughs> some things from my past. Like I have two childhood friends that I really wanted to reconnect with and I found them on Facebook. So yeah, I did remember that. Can you remember smells? I can remember tastes more than smells. Like I am a firm believer that the reason from your why drunk I, uncle? <laughs> no. <laughs> never had that problem. It tasted weird. <laughs> but I I still eat certain fast food because I can remember how it used to taste when I was younger, even though it doesn't taste like that at all now. I get that. I can totally I totally understand so that. So I can remember taste of things, not always smells. It's weird how tastes, smells uh, give you deja vu sounds, you know, that story that I've told about my first stepdad that I said, if I ever ran into him again, I'd put a fork in his eye. And on my first marriage in my honeymoon, after everything we did that night to get to where we were ended up, you know, play the what if game, my back is towards a table and I hear his laugh and I, my body shuts down. I turn white. Like I'm scared to death. Like I've never been that scared in my life. And I was 30 some years old. And my wife at the time looks at me and goes, oh, my God, are you? She thought I was choking or something. She goes, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, she starts freaking out. And I couldn't talk. I was just, I was frozen. It was the weirdest feeling that I've ever had in my body. And I finally kind of snapped out of it. And I said, that laugh. I know that laugh. And she goes, what? And that's when I brought the waiter over. And I said, can you go over there and see if that's this person? And, or check on the credit card. Mm-hmm. And he comes back. And when he comes back, as he opens his mouth, I said, never mind. He paid with cash, right? He goes, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, that's him. He just oh, never had a credit wow. card. Yeah, I, and, and, like I remembered it right when he came back. And I went over to the table and confronted him. And then he came over and un, uh, in, in, invited himself to our table. And I realized that I didn't have to put a fork in his eye because his life uh, fell apart. You know, he went from being a captain for a major airline to driving school buses and being a bartender in his like fifties or sixties. So that's insane. Yeah, karma, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I literally was ready to go to jail because I had made a promise to myself that I was gonna, I was gonna beat him up, put a fork in his eye. Put, I always said a fork in his eye. I thought that'd be cool. Um, yeah, you were at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have worked out great. <laughs> they had real silverware and everything. You know. Um, so I like those, those things, the sights, the sounds, the smells, you know, I go, I always say I can go back to when I was three, when my brother dropped me on my head. I remember the, 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 the feeling 
Uh, I remember what the dent looked like in the wall, the color of the wall, which was like an olive green in the kitchen. And the when my head hit it, it chipped the paint. So it was the like drywall underneath and it was, you know, maybe an inch uh, wide, um, long, I should say. So it, like those little things, I remember the clothes I had up until five because I didn't have much. I had two shirts and one pair of pants. Mm. I remember what I got for Christmas when I was three. And I remember the taste of the pancakes that morning before, you know, even though the TP was already put up and the, the Muppet drum set was already put up, before, you know, we opened all that stuff, we had pancakes. I remember that and just, like, I have this uncanny ability of memory, remembering these things. And nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> but is it correct? Like, it, could they just be memories that you've kind of built in your head? Because there's been some stories that your passes came back to and you found out that that's not how that actually happened. So is it just things that maybe you've kind of built from other stories and maybe like a vague memory of you, uh, of the experience? What 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 I what has not been accurate? What story? Oh, like the the boat, like the boat <laughs> thing we just talked about the other week. Yeah, that wasn't all. The uh, way you were you were in this storm sailing around Miami or some or South Carolina, and it was Your you weren't even like, on the boat yeah, when the storm happened. Y'all weren't even on the boat. No, well, she she's got it wrong. So <laughs> no no no, she does. The, I, and I said this at the start of the storm. We we got off the boat when the storm got bad. But at the start of the storm, we were the, the hurricane started. We were still in the, the ocean. And then we got off in South Carolina. But she said you guys got off in Miami. No, we did not. Definitely didn't get off in Miami. I know that for a fact. I'm just saying there's a lot of story like kids will remember things differently. And then you talk to your parents and that's not actually what happened. It's just your brain kind of filled in gaps and, and kind of fabricated a lot of the story. So I'm just saying could possibly be some of that. I know I've definitely done that. I have definitely recounted things the way I wanted them to be, and I've done it so long that I made it that, and it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. There's no doubt. But mine are all accurate. Like, I had a dream Just tell me. that I recount <laughs> as reality because in my mind it really happened, but I, I'm pretty sure I dreamed it. Well, that means you're crazy. That doesn't mean I'm crazy. Mm. That just means I remembered Call it different because I was young. Mm-hmm. So I remember a million roaches flooding out of my grandmother's house into the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that was real. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, it was. I, I, I actually start to get angry when people don't remember what I remember. Why are you angry? Because if I remember, like, it, so what it tells me is that it was more important to me than them. No, me and my sister grew up in the same house and we both will remember the same event completely different. That's completely crazy. different. But you remember the event at least. I mean, do this we? This dude didn't even remember me. Clearly he does. He well, just now he didn't, does. He just didn't catch the name, and he didn't. Yeah, he just didn't know your last name, but he remembered you. Yeah, and he didn't care to click on your picture and, and put it in his Photoshop and blow it up. Mm. <laughs> he didn't do what you did. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Or he would have knew. Yeah. So, that's mm. all. all right. He didn't do the research. Yeah. Not only did he remember you, but he's longed for you for years. Well, I longed for him. Clearly. I, we're you got lo- him a bracelet. You guys keep taking shots at me for the ba- bracelet, but I thought that was sweet. Well, now we can take shots at him because he walks past your house, and I don't know what he do while he stands out there on the <laughs> sidewalk. But well, weird. <laughs> so you both got your got your little niches. Like I have so many good memories that in my head that are like they happened yesterday, and if I were to bring them up from anybody in my past, they. They don't, they don't remember 
them like I remember them. <laughs> or, or if I remember them, they're like, oh, yeah. But I think about these things all the time. Not that I live in the past. I'm definitely not that guy. But I, 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 the stories that I can relate to something that, you know, we're discussing now or whatnot, I can relate to from back then. Uh, but nobody else remembers that stuff. It's, it's got to be a thing. Memory selective. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be like a, a diagnosis, like a psychological. I should ask Dr. David Markwell of Ridgeline Counseling. There's got to be, hello, little tiger. Hello, tubbies. <laughs> uh, it's got to be a psychological diagnosis. Like th- th- I have to be a special something of something in order to, like, to do the things that I do. No. But I guarantee you, you're not remembering everything the right way, which is why a lot of the people you bring it up to, they don't remember it either. Well, I'm not alone. There's probably a community of us out there. (laughs) We just don't know each other. (laughs) We'll start a support group, see how many people sign up. I'm telling you, this might be a thing. Like, we'll be called the Remember Crew or something. See how many people sign up. (laughs) <laughs> no, they're called narcissists. Every, everybody's gonna every, everybody's gonna forget to sign up. <laughs> but they might have stories that they remember that you don't. That's what I found. Like going to my class reunion, there was things that I remember that they didn't remember, and then there was other stories that I I did not remember at all, and then there was some that I didn't remember until they told me that story. So yeah, it's just your memory is a little selective on what you find important or you hang on to. I, I've had that a couple times every year. Unfortunately, we didn't go this year uh, because of a scheduling conflict. But um, one of my high school dear friends lives here in Atlanta, and I see him once or twice a year, something like that, and love her to death. She she was she's such a wonderful wonderful person. But when we get together, you know, and there's another one of our high school friends that wasn't necessarily part of our crew. Um, but he lives here too, and he's always there. So there's different, there's stories that she's brought up that I don't remember quite like how she remembered it, you know, but that you're talking about POV, right? I mean, so like how you remember it is from your own to, it's like, if it's your movie, it's your, it's your document, it's your doc, right? Your, 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 your perspective. Um, like with her, we had a party out in the woods one night and, her Jeep got stuck in mud. She had a Jeep Cherokee. And the helicopters of the cops were chasing us through the woods, and they were flying over. And she remembered one thing differently than I remember. I remembered that me, and it was like four other guys, we literally picked the Jeep up. We were big, strong boys. Picked the <laughs> Jeep up, the back end of it, and, and moved it. Um, we deadlifted it, you know, you know, which is not that difficult if you, you know, work out. But... Uh, that and she was like do do you remember this guy did this and this i was like no i don't think he did that it's like that was the night that you know he got naked and 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 i was pulled a knife or i pulled a knife on him it's just like weird (laughs) (laughs) good times good times good times all right let's talk to our guest hold up wait a minute let's hear from our sponsors Winter is here, and we know what that means. Rodents are looking for a nice, comfy place to call their home. Nothing better than a nice, warm attic or crawl space, possibly yours. Do you know that rodents can cost thousands of dollars in repairs or even worse? Squirrels are the number one issue 
with house fires in the attic due to them constantly chewing on the wires, not to mention the diseases that they carry. Well, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. They do full or partial exclusions to help get rid and prevent rodents from invading your home. Whether it's squirrels, rats, opossums, or bats, they got you covered. Fully licensed and insured, Inspect All Pest Services is a company you can trust to take care of all your rodent needs inspectallservices.com make sure you mention the bs and receive 10 percent off your exclusion work year-round exclusions one year of rodent trapping included with annual renewal rodent letters trap set and attics and crawl spaces free inspections inspectallpestservices.com doing a little remodeling in the new year possibly go to uci kitchen and bath they've been atlanta's number one cabinet granite and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years By the way, if you go in or when you go in, make sure you ask if Tony's around. Tony's awesome. You got to meet Tony. Fair prices, quality of work, and excellent service apart uh, from their competitors and their industry. You can visit the Norcross uh, showroom location and let their design team just totally transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit you know your personality right it's a one-stop shop at uci kitchen and bath they provide installation on whatever you buy mention the bs you get 10 percent off regularly priced countertops ucigranite.com ucigranite.com i want you to get the latest coolest hippest trends in your house plus you get to improve your property value ucigranite.com and back to you jason he's back for a new year ladies and gentlemen that would be one mad dog manny aurora with the aurora law firm defense attorney at your service, he's the Mad Dog, and that's how you love him, the Mad Dog Man. Wearing his Minnesota Vikings jersey, thinking they're going to go all the way this year. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> not with Kirk Cousins, it's not going to happen. I love me some Kirk Cousins, too, but he is not a— Well, you know what? Yeah, you need a good defense if you're going to have Kirk Cousins take you to the Super Bowl. Hey, he's got the all-time record of eight <clears throat> fourth-quarter comebacks this year. That is true, and uh, the, the the Matt Ryan comeback was just so poetic and profound, was it not? <laughs> Felt bad for him. I mean, I'm sitting there at the like going into the third quarter, and I'm going, "Oh, don't do it again, Matt. Don't do it again." <laughs> it's like you you'll never be able to play another NFL game again. Don't ever do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, and you did it. You did it. Uh, the two biggest what the two biggest comebacks ever in an NFL game had Matt Ryan on quarterbacking the opposing team. Absolutely. Yeah. But the Super Bowl was really bad coaching, in my opinion. But I was at your house when that all happened. Yeah. Oh, no, it was at Dave's house. Yeah, Dave's house. My yeah. house is all the same. Right? It's, all, it's all the same. Same neighborhood. Yeah. And I remember sitting there at halftime. I think you and I <laughs> were sitting next to each other watching the game. And I, and I don't know if it was you I said it to or somebody else. And I said, it's not over. I go, it's not over. I'm just telling you, it's not over. Just don't get too excited. Uh, I don't think that was you, but I think you. We were, I knew we were sitting next to each other. I think we were both the dark clouds in the room, <laughs> just saying, "Hey, what happened to Julio Jones in the second half? We might want to throw to him again." Poor Matt Ryan. Like he just like, do you sleep that night? I'd love to just talk to him. Like, what, how do you handle that? He started doing a lot of cocaine. No, you've got to do drugs. You've just got to do <laughs> drugs. Uh, the Aurora Law Firm dot com. Uh, that is uh, the the website to get hold of Manny. Uh, located here in Atlanta, as most of you know, but for you, th- those of you that don't know, he can talk to you. He can he can do whatever you know. He, he handles litigation all over the country. So, 
theaurorlawfirm.com. Questions for Manny when he comes on. You can go to our social media. You can go to our website, podcastthebs.com. There's a section where you can fill out some questions, and it comes straight to us, which we'll get to here momentarily, um, and also the hotline. We still have the hotline if you have you want to leave a voicemail or something. And, and if it's really, really good, leave your phone number. We won't air your phone number, but we'll call you and get you on when Manny's here. Uh, and that's 404-369-3825, 404-369-3825. So before we get to the questions and the voicemails, Going into a new year, do you have cases that roll over? Absolutely. You have a lot of cases that roll over, and one I couldn't wait to talk to you about because of the insanity in some of these DA's offices. So the guy's accused of hitting a woman, and one of the counts says that he hit her with like a piece of cement concrete, <clears throat> as far as that goes. Sheesh. So you look at the video. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds oh, really girl. bad. <laughs> You're going to hit somebody. Don't do it with concrete. <laughs> so you look at the video, um, and you see... The guy have something in his hand and throw it, right? And it falls and it breaks or it looks like it breaks or something of that nature. So you say to yourself, wow, that looks really bad. But the interesting thing is there's no medical issues, right? If I hit you in the head with a piece of concrete or a rock or something, there's going to be some damage because it was thrown pretty violently. But in the video, did he throw it and hit the person or he threw it at the ground? Well, according to the charges, he supposedly hit the person in the head with it, right? And it right. uh, goes through. So we had this super intern named Robert Wilson. He was actually there at the oh, yeah. at the event the other night, or the other night, you know, Halloween. And uh, so he goes through it frame by frame for me. It's actually a bag of chips when you enhance it and go through it frame by frame that he hits her in the head with. He throws it violently <laughs> with a bag of chips, and then it falls off her head and breaks, and there's, like, little pieces. It happens to be the chips. It's kind of hard to see from the video, but once we... So, of course, we called the prosecutor and they said, well, let us look at it again. And we're waiting on their response. I'm like, this is what it's come to, right? You're charging people with crimes. He's been sitting in jail for about five and a half months because if you hit somebody in the head violently with a you know, piece of concrete or something like that, yeah, I understand that. It's a bag of freaking chips. Yeah, but still, he can be arrested for aggravated assault. No, aggravated assault requires something offensive, you know, being happening and stuff like that. If you're punching someone... And it really, really resulted in a bad injury. You could be charged with aggravated assault, but generally it's just simple battery or just regular battery. Well, I've seen I've seen stories, you know, because I used to make jokes about this all the time of people getting arrested for throwing a hamburger at their significant other. Like, that's just goofy. Right, but that's a battery. Under the law, technically, you've committed a crime because... You just have. It's like one of those law school classes, right? But, I threw a piece of candy at you or something like that. So, so I've got questions. So how 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 does the how does it how does chips become concrete? Like because the arresting officer has to see that there's no concrete. Right, you're absolutely right, and that's a really big question that we have. So this is one of those cases where the gentleman's incredibly poor. Um, we just got assigned the case. He's been sitting in jail five and a half months, like I said. So we're just going through the video, and I'm like, are you kidding me? He clearly hits her um, with his hands. Why does he hit her? Um, because he claims that she's a Caucasian woman, says some racial epithets towards him. He's an African-American gentleman. Um, it's like four in the morning. Everybody's kind of drunk, and he clearly hits her outside the gas station where they're talking. But the thing that made it a felony was a piece of concrete or a rock or whatever she might have told the police as far as that goes, because there's no sound on the video, right? And, um, you know, when you go through it closely and you really investigate it, this is what happens. But 
This is why the grand jury process has turned into a joke over the last 50 years. It's like you can indict a ham sandwich. You've heard those things on Law and Order and yeah. stuff like that. This is exactly it. Nobody looks at anything anymore. It's just like, oh, she said it's a rock, so we're going to do it. And I'm not saying he's a poor guy. He's got a little bit of a record and all that kind of stuff. But still, so if you're, you're going to be imprisoned, do it for the right thing. So you're not denying that he's going to get in some type of trouble for hitting her. Absolutely. He absolutely deserves that. But. To make it a very, very serious felony is insane. First of all, even if you don't look at the video closely, how is it that there's no injury or blood or a cut to the person's head if you Hit are charged? Concrete. On the head is what the first count says in the indictment. It's just amazing that nobody does the work or even really looks deeper than it. It's just like the volume business. You're going through 15,000 indictments a year in most of these metro counties. It's, it's pretty crazy. Well, how do you get this type of a case if he doesn't have money? Um, because... He's somebody in the, court the president s- of Lay's potato chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody in the court system, without going into too many names, you know, they know us and they'll call us every now and again and said, hey, can you take on a pro bono case? I need to move this off the docket or do something of that nature. And so when certain people call, you just say, yeah, of course I'll help out. So I'll do a couple of those cases a year. And it's just shocking. Like last year, we had the guy that was in jail for six months, you remember, but the cell phone records put him on the other side of town. Right. Um, so he got released. It's just amazing. If you're poor, how much life sucks. This is the only time when you'll say, thank God, there's only, uh, there's three quarters of air in a bag of chips. Like, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the woman that got hit is like, for years I've bitched about how potato chip companies fill so much air and don't give me enough chips for my money. Thank God <laughs> that these weren't heavy potato chips. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, if it were those spicy Cheetos, we could have done some eye damage. It could have been a second count. So this reminds me of the scene, which is a great scene in Molly's Game. You've seen Molly's Game? Yes. And when uh, towards the end, they're, you know, the, 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 uh, what is his name? Idris Elbra? Idris? uh, Yeah, Idris Elbra. So he's the defense attorney and he's sitting there arguing with the the prosecution and they're in kind of like uh, mediation. He's like, what just, this is ridiculous. And and he goes, I just want you to fess up to the, you know, to, to whatever. And he goes, look, all these people are asking for Molly. And he starts reading these text messages from all these, you know, uh, organized crime uh, people and, Where's Molly? Bring Molly. Need Molly. Bring me more Molly. And she says, it's the drug. (laughs) How do you you miss that? You know, you're just kind of that. That's my problem with a lot of people in high positions is that they're out of touch. Like they don't, you know, you have to surround yourself with people that can cover a wide base of society, right? Right. You can't be some 60-some-year-old, 70-some-year-old man thinking that the times that you grew up when you were a young man and you thought you knew everything are what's today. It's not even close. You have to have, you're smart. You've got a lot of younger people, not that you're old, but you've got younger people in your office that you probably, you know, like what he did. He, he, you know, he being smart maybe an older guy couldn't have done that who knows yeah i mean it's just you got to look at the evidence because you're looking at the defense and when i first looked at the picture i was like you know you've had this idea planted in your head it's sort of like if you watch this movie called glass onion they sort of talked about finished it the other night yeah, yeah what does he say i read the indictment looks like a rock right so this guy's holding something and just winging it it's just like a little white blob in his hand so i'm like god that looks awful and i'm like let me check the medical records to see how bad it is because she doesn't fall down or anything she's still you know, sitting right there where she was. And then, you know, Robert comes up with an idea and it starts going through it slowly because he's just naturally curious that way. Sure, and we figured it out. I mean, it's just amazing. 
Mm. It's just amazing. Mm. It is. Six months. The guy deserves to be punished, but for the things that you did, you're being held on a felony for something you actually didn't do. Thank God Manny Aurora exists, ladies and gentlemen. People would be going <laughs> to jail for fake concrete attacks. Yeah, there's a pandemic of it, apparently. Did this happen downtown Atlanta? No, it was on the east side of town. Yeah. In one of our neighboring counties. She, of course, denies saying anything racial. I'm sure. I, if she even said it. I mean, that's, they, a, that's the other thing is, you know, people try to justify their actions based off of what they think they heard or what they want to hear when they didn't hear that at all. Sure. And it just seems like a very unprovoked attack. I mean, there's sociopaths and things like that out there, but it just seemed really odd um, based on the explanation and then the suddenness of the attack that you see. Um, Maybe they were going so, for the same chips, and he was like, you know, hey, screw you. Here, you take the chips. This is the last barbecue, I'm guessing. This is the last, <laughs> we're at Subway. I need the last barbecue baked chips. Uh, all right, here's some uh, questions for you. Oh, uh, before we do the questions, did, did I see an update with one of your clients, the rap guys? Which was, rap guy? Yeah, there, there, I thought I saw an update with one of the rapper guys that you're... you're well, one guy's case from several years ago, right after the Super Bowl, where he was accused of a shooting that got dismissed. I mean, they were bitching and moaning years ago when we got him out on bond saying, oh, we've got this on video and all that, but this magical video never surfaced, and they just, I think, what, three and a half years later dismissed it or two and a half years later dismissed the charges. That happened about a month or so ago. Maybe. Are you talking about Young Thug? Manny's not representing No, no, I'm them. not on that one. What, what, this but he just Dirk? talks to us about, you know, what's going on with their case. Well, and there was an update, but well, he doesn't represent well, What did he do? Um, they're, they're getting those racketeering charges against them. And so the update was that they're not going to give him a plea deal. Like, they're going to make it. him go to trial. That's it. That's mm-hmm. what I saw. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You have nothing to do with Young Thug? Mm-hmm. Young Thug. No, young he's thug. got really good lawyers. Some of the co-defendants, there's 27 of them, called him just like, nah, I'm not messing with that. It'll take too long as far as that goes. But they're giving sweetheart deals to a lot of the people to try to flip mm-hmm. on folks as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one guy has actually gotten out and some yep. of the craziness that you saw about the things that he had to admit. Yep. It's a, it's a, very interesting. The big thing about a week ago is they said they suppressed some phone records. What happened back in 2015, there was a raid on a recording studio. And I had a really important client there whose case we got worked out. But they used the information from the recording studio to go after Doug's house is the way I understand it. But the judge had suppressed it because there was no real connection back in 2015. So they used that information in this 2021, 2022 indictment. And so the judge resuppressed what was already suppressed seven years ago. So they're just sort of haggling it over us to see what evidence is going to come in or what isn't going to come in. Brandon, you'd be heartbroken if young thug went to jail. <laughs> yes, it's not looking too good for him. I know a lot of his defend or a lot of his buddies are already snitching on him. So uh, it's not looking too good for him. Yeah. That's very, very sad times. You going to be okay if it, if it all goes down? Yeah, I'll have to go visit him, you know, time or two throughout the year. <laughs> you, you, you say, I'm here to see, I'm, I'm Brandon Thrasher with B-Man Services. I'm here to see young thug to give him a big hug. <laughs> like, oh, come on in, sir. You're, you're not the first person that's coming. <laughs> that case is going to be amazing because you have middle-aged Caucasians saying, oh, this is what the gang life is like and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they just find it nonsensical. <laughs> if anybody listening out there wants to be a gang expert, you go online and you get your gang certification. It's really that easy. You can be a gang expert and start making some money. Yeah, look at that. All right, uh, let's get to these uh, questions. Was hit in high school by a driver while I was walking in a parking lot. It was 1992. I was 15 years old. My parents sued but wrote a letter to the judge and became trustees of my settlement. 
I lost my right foot. It was screwed and bolted on, and I have had four back surgeries since then. I never got a penny. My dad has property and makes money off me now while I'm on uh, SSD and food stamps. What can I do? So if he's over 18 or 21, whatever the age was, as the trustees, the money is his. The trustee is supposed to t- use the money to take care of you and pay your bills and do those kinds of things. If the trustee's done something inappropriate and can't account for the money, then you have a cause of action against your father if you want to open up that can of family uh, problems. Hell yeah, go get him. But he ab- yeah. absolutely has it. I mean, the father's going to have to account for what the money was used for. If, you know, they went out on vacations and stuff with that money, then he's absolutely got a claim if he wants it. The thing is, is a lot of parents, it's weird. I think deep down inside, they mean well, but they somehow justify the wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, my sister's grandmother did that. My dad paid off his child support early so that my sister could get a car. So he gave her five thousand dollars she bought my sister a 1982 ford escort that was leaking oil and she went on a cruise yeah and then tried to say my dad was wrong for buying me a new car like he gave you money to get her a car because you're her guardian it's like they mean well (laughs) do they though ask britney spears's father no i really think they mean you know trust me if there's anybody that knows about family issues and money and this and this that (laughs) Like, and that's one of the, the, the things that I think I've come to a conclusion on is even with all the issues that I had with my mother over the past 17 years, and it all started with money. And I've told the story a million different times. You know, now that we're not estranged anymore, I think about it all the time. And I'm like, I, I really think that deep down inside she meant well, but she was delusional. I mean, like stu- stupid, stu- stupidly delusional. That's even a phrase. Um, you know, so, it, I mean, it's like two wrongs, nowhere even close to being a right. Are we rationalizing it because it's your mom and you love her? And you no, got to no. make it have make sense because... I'm, ta- I'm talking about this guy, too. You know, that's where that's where it came from. Well, like, like I, with Nikki's, if they went on a cruise, there's really no good intentions there. No, you went, went on, a, on cruise. a cruise. And then bought herself a new car. It was an ugly car, but it was new. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was arrested for possession of cocaine in 1984 because another passenger did have cocaine. Two weeks later, my charges dropped is flagged on a background check even though the charges were dropped. I can't buy a firearm, work at a Medicaid facility because keeps coming up on the background screen. City police and county clerk of court say the record no longer exists. Never did any drugs, never possessed any drugs ever. How do I get it corrected so it doesn't keep coming up on the background check? All right, so there's multiple places it can come up, right? So the first thing you want to do is go to your neighborhood police department and just have a criminal history run on yourself to see what the official record actually says. And that'll tell you what's out there. But the problem is with criminal records, there's mugshots.com and all these websites that have bought years and years and years worth of people's records and they publish it out there. And if the charges have been dismissed... First things first, if you're arrested, you need to file to have the arrest expunged off your record. When the clerk says there's no record in here, they mean conviction, indictment, any of that kind of stuff. They may not mean the actual arrest record, which they don't control. So go to the police department, get your criminal history run, and see if the arrest shows up. If it shows up, you got to get a lawyer and file to have that record expunged. We call it restricted, but common sense is it's expunged Mm. and then if it's like something online that's putting your record out there then you need to write them a letter and threaten to sue them because we have a statute that says if you've been cleared they have to take that stuff down 
most of these um, commercial websites that run criminal histories like mugshots.com, they want to charge you four or 500 bucks to take it off if you call them. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to pay that. So this should be resolvable pretty easily. Just going to take a little bit of legwork. All right, let's get it. When a, it says you can't have a firearm, right, does it mean that they put you in a database or something, and when you try to go purchase one, it's going to say you can't have it? Right, but you've got to be a convicted felon. So when he's saying that there's no record of any conviction, but he still can't buy a farm, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because you can be arrested a million times. If you haven't been convicted, you can get a gun all you want. You may not want a gun because it sounds a little questionable with the cocaine stuff, but, you know, whatever. Well, what if you were convicted but you pled on the like first offenders plea and your all your stuff's off your record nothing shows up when when you apply for jobs but one of the stipulations did say like you can't own a firearm unless you write in a letter to somebody no you can't own a firearm on a first offender while you're on first offender but once it goes away away, you've been exonerated is actually what the statute says you've been cleared or exonerated or found not guilty essentially so you can get a gun all you want at that point Who, who do you have to write the letter to I don't remember who it said. There's no letter. What you're doing is if you've been convicted. You have to write a letter to somebody to have approval. Dear Senator Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have a first offender, you can get a restoration of rights thing that you have to apply for. But it's not like a little letter to Santa. you got to do a court filing. Dear Congressman (laughs) McWellen, my name is Young Thug. I would like to possess, I, I was listening to this podcast and this nice young lady by the name of Nikki D said, if I write a letter to somebody, I can get a gun. <laughs> Sincerely, your favorite rapper, Young Thug. <laughs> uh, here's a uh, voicemail. Uh, again, 404-369-3825. Fill that thing up for Manny's next visit. Here we go. Hi. My name is Lisa, and I work at the Hilton Hotel, and we have had very um, bad water damage. And due to the water damage, we have um, mold spurs growing and a horrible foul smell. And I'm being forced to come to work, and if I don't come, my job is being threatened. And I would like to know if I have any legal leg to stand on. Thank you. All right, legal legs. I wonder which Hilton it is that has uh, these mold and other kind of problems. I don't know, Nikki, you want to take a guess? No. <laughs> I guess I'm missing the inside joke on that one. Yeah. This is somewhere in Atlanta, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it sounds like that. Mm. Uh, but the issue is she can just call the health department if there's a problem, and the health department will come in, and they can you know, put in whatever those little stickers are, those sheets on the door as far as whether it's hospitable, if it's safe, if it's not. And you can also be a whistleblower, and they can't fire you and retaliate against you for doing something correct. So she's well within her rights, but I'd call the health department, whatever county this hotel is in, and get that started, especially if you know for a fact that there's mold and things of that nature because it's very dangerous. The health department and the fire department, those two different people. Yes, the, the health department is the health department. Fire department just comes in if you have a <laughs> heart attack. No, or something. but I'm just saying, like, far as <laughs> they the health came people in come there. in and they say, "Hey, you're, um, you know, there's this damage in the air, or there's this smoke issues, or you got to get this, you know, fixed." You know, things of that. Health departments come into hotels and review those kinds of things. As far as that goes, um, they'll go through, um, so, you know, all that process and make sure because if there's mold and things, and they have to. Notify everybody. So what you're saying is O'Reilly Auto Parts and Hardee's are two different things. 
That's what we're saying here? It depends no. on if you put cheese on it, I guess. No, but I know that the fire department can, like, shut places down that are not inhabitable, so I thought. Right, they can, absolutely, but I don't. So I, I'm I trying guess to you figure could, out, like, if why would it be a gas leak it? or something like that? I guess they could shut it down because you'd call 911 and send the fire department out to test it. But at some point, the health department's the one that's going to make the decisions because it's a public health issue, right? So it's you not just can anonymously emergency. call the health department and say, hey, I think you should come check this place out. You don't have to do it anonymously. You can just say, I work here and this, this, my boss is being a so and so. <laughs> but they can't retaliate against you. Otherwise, then I'll refer you to a really good employment. Law yeah, then you get a big settlement once that happens. Oh, well, don't buy the boat just yet, but yes, there could be an issue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look at that. That's exciting, huh? Yes, it I, is. I figured you'd have a lot of questions. I didn't have too many questions. My the biggest question is Is there a difference between Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> and Shell gas stations? That's the, that's the question that I think everybody's asking right now. <laughs> you know what I meant. Today in court, I had a judge talk to me in a way I have never seen anyone talk to me before. It was so bad that the DA and my lawyer apologized to me. My father was in the courtroom and actually started crying. The judge told me I was a disgrace to my parents. My kids were better off without me and would be calling someone else daddy. Jesus. Sheesh. Wow. <laughs> he told me I was nothing but a drug addict who ruined everyone's life. I don't understand because I was taught in court... You're supposed to be polite and treat people with respect. Is this legal for him to talk to me like this? Shut up, you whiny little baby. Anyway, go ahead. All right. The issues here is when you went into court, were you pleading guilty and you were being sentenced by the judge and the judge was just going off because they thought the facts were that bad and you've committed or done something that's that offensive to him or her? If... That wasn't a sentencing and the case is still pending, then your lawyer should absolutely file a motion to recuse the judge because it sounds like the judge would be incredibly biased. Except and unless this was at the sentencing when the judges are sort of right. going crazy. So that's the part we don't know. But you have a very valid recusal motion. The judges feel that way, but you're supposed to sort of keep it inside and make it seem like we're all fair and impartial. But sometimes maybe the acts were so bad or the facts were so bad that the judge just lost his mind or her mind. Well, what if the the... The evidence being presented, let's just say in this guy's case with the drugs and being a bad parent or whatever, he, he's not denying it. I mean, nobody's denying that he's snorting lines, trafficking drugs, being a bad parent, not paying child support. He hasn't been convicted of whatever the crime is, but it's fact that these things are true. Right, but then if the judge says that, it shows a bias on the part of the judge and you file an immediate motion to recuse and you go to a different judge. Oh, I couldn't be a judge. I would say these things all the time. So just say it at sentencing, and then you can go crazy. <laughs> I could. Well, Guys, I mean, you're a judge, but you're not supposed to be judgey, right? I, I, I can't wait till sentencing. i got to say this today. <laughs> uh, I'm a widow, 84 years old, and I want to know if there is some way I can disown an adopted daughter, 56 years of age. She is currently incarcerated for elder abuse and several other charges, none of which have been waived. I'm writing this myself with no prompting from another person. I'm totally independent, pay my own mortgage, bills, etc. And spelled etc. out. Wow. Well, so she knows she's in her right mind. She is 84. <laughs> I was just going to say, she's old school. <laughs> well, the first 
concern I have is nobody's making me write this when you generally say that the gun is kicked at the back of your head, I guess. Very true. But you don't have any obligation to the 56-year-old adopted child. If you don't want them to get anything, you can just basically put the language in the will as necessary. There's some statutory issues that your estates and trust lawyers would have to do, but you can basically disinherit them to the maximum extent of the law. If they're 56, you don't owe them anything. It's not like they're 14 where you're responsible for their well-being and all that kind of stuff. So, Have you ever had someone hand you documentation saying that you are the trustee of my will? No, because I don't do that kind of work. But a no, lot no, of no. That, I'm talking about you personally. That I gave it to somebody? No, no, no. Somebody gave it to you. Like somebody in your family, your mother, your father. Oh, somebody. sure. I'm the trustee for my parents, you know, in case anything happens to them because I'm the only lawyer they know, you know, within the family. But somebody's got to go probate it. you got to file this stuff, and it's a pain in the rear end to do all the probate stuff. Yeah, my dad so, has me on his too. Yeah, so please, for God's sakes, if they're listening, get a will. I don't care if it's a 50-cent will offline or some online or you get a lawyer to do it. Just get a will. It'll make life a lot easier than dying what they call intestate. That means without a will, and it's just a pain in the ass. Well, that's, you know, with my mother, that's what she gave me. She gave me this paperwork. says, you know, you're in charge. That's why she's giving me all this stuff now. I think it's the last middle finger to you because it's a lot of work to do the probate stuff, by the way. So maybe your intentions were good, as you said, but it's going to be a pain in your rear end. Well, what do I have to do? You have to file the I mean, will she's not in court. Dead yet, so well, thank God. But. You file the will in court, then you have to do an accounting for all her assets. Then when you distribute it, you got to file all that stuff. It's it's not easy. And the only good news is you do actually get paid as the trustee. So the court allows you to take a certain amount of money. When you because all this work it does take effort and it takes a lot of time, but I can just have you do it, right? Sure, yeah, okay. You can hire me to do it. You said you take pro bono, like three or four pro bono cases, (laughs) not the rich white guys in a radio show in a beautiful studio. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna charge you an arm and a leg so I can represent the pro bono people. Yeah, I mean, Brandon's going to need some help at some point, you keep saying. And I'm not taking that Georgia hat. You. If he had a GT hat, I'd take it. But a stupid uh, chip case. I mean, take my case. That's going to be sweet. It's going to be uh, well, it's, it's going to be easy. She doesn't have much. I think she's like, she talks about dying so much. Like, she's ready for it. She has her dress picked out. To die in? To d- well, not to die. I mean, she's. To be I don't, buried I don't in. think she can. I don't think she can. <laughs> she wears it every day. <laughs> For the past twenty years, she's been wearing the same dress. No, she, she's got the dress that she wants to be buried in, and she's got specific instructions. She does not want to be cremated, and she wants to be buried in this dress. And what if you don't put her in that dress? I mean, what's she gonna do? That's just that's like the worst karma you could possibly have <laughs> the rest of your life, you know. So I mean, they're, they're very simple instructions, and she doesn't have a lot. It's 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 not like I'm, I'm I'm getting wealthy when she passes away, but she does have another son, and I don't think he's got any part of this. Have you, you know. talked to that son? I tried. Is um, he like a half brother? He is. Um, and she also has that plot right where she wants to be buried and all that stuff he said yeah she's bought it she's got everything she's taking care i mean she's well prepared she's ready to go and it's it's the creepiest thing to have that conversation with somebody especially your own mother that when talking about death they're excited about it like they're about to go to the party of the century because that's their generation you know they felt proud that they were able to get their plot and pay for my grandmother has the same she's already paid for it she already has her stuff picked out i think it's just their generation it's yeah. like a deal where now people throwing up GoFundMe's left and right. They got their stuff squared away. <laughs> this dude, this dude got it. This dude on my Facebook feed got in an accident a couple of weeks ago. 
the day he got in the accident, he puts up a GoFundMe to get a new car. <laughs> You know, I'm like, dude, you're cool and all, but that's, I don't know about that one. <laughs> that's yeah, and then we got a listener whose house burned down and they've got to go fund me, which the show on behalf of the show, I donate it to. Don't um, they have insurance? I mean, that's supposed to help out with that. Kind of stuff. It is, but you know that it takes forever. And some people don't have emergency funds to get into a hotel, to get clothes for their kids or whatever the case may be. Um, you never know what their situation is. I know insurance companies are going to take forever. <clears throat> you ever dealt with a warranty company or insurance company? It, it takes them two weeks to just assess the situation, you know, especially the weather we just had lately. Well, with regards to your mother, make sure you do have a talk with her and figure out where all the assets are, because that's going to be the hardest part for you to figure out when you have to do an accounting of everything that's out there. Literally, she's got a bank account. Okay. I mean, I mean she doesn't have, it's it. That's, All right. I mean, that you know about. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Nate. Rach and I were having that conversation. We're like, what if she's been, like, you've been wrong all these years, and she's secretly saved up money from every ex-husband, and she's got millions of dollars. She just never spent the money. I was like, wow. <laughs> I go, I, I go if, it, when she passes, and if I were to find that out, I would live the rest of my life feeling like the biggest dick in the world. <laughs> I really would. Well, you wouldn't get that money. But one of the things I tell people is, like the bank account that she has, make sure on the bank thing she puts you as a beneficiary or a ability to get it in case she passes. Because otherwise you got to probate the will thing, right? Get it filed. Then you take it to the bank. And eventually, after a bunch of hoops, they'll let you have access to that account. So you can also put that person in your life insurance and all those things to make it much easier to get access. How, get, how would I say that to her without sounding like a money-grubbing person well she's already dead so well, the point is you're well, gonna have to do something with it now but yeah. when this would kick in uh -huh. you would be sort of the ability to get into the account in case anything happens to her so all you need is death certificate and you go in there no, and no, say, what do hey. i say to her now you say hey if you pass Hold we on, have to go through down. the probate such hey. such and such mm -hmm. i need you to put me on your bank account if you pass that i'd have access to it without having to go through all the rigmarole she's because the bank just isn't going to just say hey we're going to give you everything here's a debt certificate they need to see something on their paperwork right, right. or have a court order saying you have access to it because otherwise right. they could be sued because there could be fraud there could be god knows what she's going to think i'm stealing i'm going to steal money from her well, how are you going to steal it if you don't have access until after death <laughs> oh so you, you say in, after death you have access to yeah, it yeah okay there's forms and stuff for all that kind of stuff we just had the big talk about apps on these new cell phone things that she's working and <laughs> how she can actually have control over a bank on an app. And we went two days with me trying to explain f how she can download her bank's app. And it was the most frustrating and, and I lose patience very, very quickly. So Rachel has to step in and then it always ends with, I'm just going to go up. This, she's like, she's, she's like Brandon, 60 years older. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go into the bank. I'm just going to go into the bank. I'm just gonna the last go time you guys went into a bank? Uh, uh, well, yeah. I actually have. Not to, last week. I, I have to go into a bank when I go gamble. Okay. Because the ATM doesn't give me. Enough. Yeah, enough money. So anyway, so she's like, I'm just going to go into the bank and have them explain it to me. And I said, explain what to you? Explain the app. I was like, Ma, I can walk you through it. So I'm starting to walk her through it. Let's see the little blue app thing. It says app store. And she goes, okay. I was like, what next to it, it says get. She goes, no, mine says open. So it's already on your phone. She's like, oh, yeah, I use it all the time. That's how I do my banking, Jason. 
<laughs> she goes, I thought you were talking about a different app. I said, no, I specifically said Bank of America app. And then I lost it. I was like, that's the problem with your generation is that you don't listen. You just talk. You don't listen. And I just got frustrated. Okay, so it's the generation above him. Right. He probably says the same thing to his kids. Right. <laughs> so it's all generations except ours. Exactly. It's, it's the one it, we're in. Everyone else's yep. fault but your own. Yep. Uh, if you're being arrested in a vehicle, does the officer have the right to have my car towed? Why can't it just stay on the public street where it's legal to park? All right. So on the side of the road, there's going to be a safety concern so they can theoretically have it towed. But depending on the crime that they're charging you with, if it's just you know some straightforward traffic type offense, most officers will give you a few minutes to have somebody come out there and get your yeah, car. They do. But if it's in a private parking lot, then they can leave it there. They don't need to have tow it because it's, you know, in a private parking lot. It's a little different. There's not a safety issue. It's in a proper parking space. But again, it's a pain in the ass. But the only concern I would have and the legal issues kick in is if they actually search the car, if they're going to tow it and they find something, that could be a problem. So they're allowed to do a, a basic search of the car if they're going to tow it so nobody can claim that the officer stole this and that. That way they can do what's called an inventory. But it, it makes a big difference as to what the charge is and did they give you time to have someone come out there, you know, things of that nature, or is the car itself got some evidence in it that they're trying to seize? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let somebody come get my car. Yeah, usually that's it. much easier for the officer and everybody I'm else. S- I'm sorry. Did, what did you say? I said they let somebody come get my car when I was going to jail. Did you just drifted off at the when I was going to jail part. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else noticed. Like, you should have led with that. When I was going to jail, they let somebody come and get my car. <laughs> Why were you going to jail? Because uh, I didn't pay a ticket. And when? how long ago was this? Um, Back in 2014. 15. Oh, okay. So it was before we even knew each other. Yeah, you yeah. didn't know me. They cuff you? Yeah, and put me in the back seat. Damn right they I should. I had a panic attack and everything back there. Like for a ticket? Yeah, that I didn't pay. Well, she's a she's a, she's a criminal. I gotta tell you. <laughs> and they made me stay overnight. It was crazy because when I got there, I was sitting next to this lady and she was like boohoo crying and I'm just trying to console her like, it's fine, you know, we're gonna get out soon. We'll go to the little desk. Then we'll get a number and a bond or something. My mom will come get me. And I went to the desk, and she's like, "Um, you you don't get bail. You don't get a bond. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't kill anybody. Are you crazy? Uh, all right. I've had an affair with a client. I ended it. But he keeps pursuing me and threatens to tell my job. What can I do? He calls, texts, and has sent things to my job. After being told not to, I'm starting to fear for my safety. He has incriminating text and pictures that support the affair. Yeah. But I also have texts and emails asking him to stop contacting me. This is why you don't do that. I wonder what kind of client it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my first thought was she was an attorney. Right. Well, when you hear the word client, but if they're threatening you, you just get a restraining order as far as that goes. But you can't prevent them from telling your job if they're going to do it. So you might want to get ahead of it and just say, hey. I made a mistake. Yeah. I cut it off. Now this guy's stalking me. It's like a bad lifetime kind of movie. The truth will set you free. The Letterman approach. Go right. on national television and tell the truth before the media gets hold of it. Sure. But, you know, your safety is a lot more important than your job as far as that goes if you're worried. So a restraining order is easy to get, especially when you have the text messages. 
Mm. And um, that would be the number one way. And then if you're worried about your job, I would just let him know because otherwise the guy's going to have you sweating every single day of the rest of your life. Is, is he going to tell somebody? Is he going to tell somebody? Is he going to tell somebody? Yep. A little side note. I want to throw this out here. Go Starting a new year, we, we're always looking for new sponsors for the show, which would be considered clients of Bailey Entertainment. I will sleep with you. And you can have incriminating evidence and hold it against me for as long as you're a sponsor of the show. Just Is that the platinum package? That's that's not on the sheet that you originally saw. <laughs> wow. There is a there is a platinum package that involves one of the members of the show giving it up. I'm just saying. Is it a same sex situation or do you have a preference? I got to tell you, you swing I, both ways? I think uh, we're all pretty open to anything. I know Brandon is. So, um, we'll do pretty much anything for new clientele. Yeah. So Excellent. Brandon has no problem dressing. What did you dress as for that one client? Little Bo Peep. And yeah. with Mary, Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. A couple Asian guys, they wore masks. It was re- It was weird. Remember? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I should have gone to that party. <laughs> Here's another voicemail. Big wood. And I got a legal question. I want to know, is it legal to smoke in North Carolina? Huh? Weed? Is it legal to smoke weed in North Carolina? I like the pause. I right. need to know that. Is it legal in the places that it's legal to smoke? Thank you. Okay, that's big wood. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I would just say go to Google. I don't know off the top of my head if North Carolina has it. I mean, a lot of states let you have small amounts. Uh, Georgia lets you have some amount of oil, but the funny thing is you can't buy it anywhere, so everybody uses Delta 8 now. But in North Carolina, just do a quick Google search. It'll tell you which states have it legalized. Mm. Mostly on the West Coast, there's like Connecticut or something like that does as well. I doubt North Carolina does, but they may. I would just Google it. I apologize for not knowing the answer to that, or if Nikki wants to Google it right now, we could could tell him and make it easier. I didn't realize until the other night how bad marijuana smelled. Uh, it, Brandon in my house brought a big fucking bowl of it, and uh, and then my son works at a smoke shop, um, and he's he's been home and his whole rooms it's like the whole house he opens the door he's not smoking up there he Are vapes you sure oh yeah but he, he's not that <laughs> dumb but he vapes and 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 I I had to I, I had to go up there to get something in, in that room and I walked up there and I, and I texted him I was like dude you gotta stop whatever so he throws away I kid you not. It must have been an entire trash bag full of these bags or cartridges, boxes or these cartridges. It was the worst smell ever. I, like, I've never realized that weed smelled so bad. I've always enjoyed the smell of marijuana. Well, is it the right weed? Because there's a lot of indoor ones because we've got clients that, you know, <clears throat> they have a lot of flavored weed now as far as that goes. So you can get all kinds of different flavors for the vaping to the oils and such. So maybe you're not getting the the original and the best weed smell. And Probably not. This is all that frou-frou weed. I think Brandon said, had the noon and nudge weed, you know, whatever <laughs> that is. It says North Carolina has partially decriminalized marijuana, so you can have an ounce or less. Probably like Atlanta. Okay. Well, it's still technically it. legal, but nobody really prosecutes you for it, or they just give you a citation. But, yeah, if it's an ounce or less, mm. generally that's a misdemeanor amount. So if mm. they're letting you possess it, the question is, where do you go to get it, North Carolina? But if it says you can do that, Big Wood, just check the internet or just have a lawyer in North Carolina let you know. Just, I don't want to give incorrect legal advice, but internet says it should be cool if you just have a few grams or a blunt or something like that. If anything learns anything from this time with Manny, 
It's Big Wood. Check the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Just that line. All right, here's the last question. Is this a third-degree burglary in Georgia? I never entered or took anything. I only damaged the building by cutting a square in the back of it. I gave up and left when I couldn't get into it. It's wood storage building licensed as a gun store business. I cut into the back of it with a skill saw. I never entered. They just said the same thing twice. Why not just kick in the door? Taking a saw to the back <laughs> wall seems like a lot of effort and kind of loud. Yeah. But that would be attempted burglary if they can prove that you intended to go in there to steal something. Otherwise, it's criminal damage to property. And based on the value of the damage, it could be a misdemeanor or a felony. So you should be absolutely fine. But that is not a good start to the criminal career if you're cutting into a back wall. It's like too much Ocean's Eleven, dude. Just kick in the door or pick the lock or something. The next time I'm going to use a different blade. It's, I think that's what my problem was. Was it a saw blade? I was trying to use a sawzall to go straight when I really should be using one of those all-in-one multi-tools. <laughs> that might be a concrete wall. Right. So it's like, and maybe she should be telling the bad guys how to be bad. He's talking to you, isn't he? <laughs> Clearly, no, just kick in the door. No, tell him don't do it at all. You're the only one on this show that's been arrested. You don't convict. do it at all. It's bad for business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my point is I'm just curious as to why you're... Cutting and is it a concrete saw? Is it a wood saw? I mean, it's a skill saw. It's uh, like a saw saw. Right, but you can't use the same saw on concrete versus wood and those kinds of things. It just uh, no, no, you cannot. It's asking a lot of leaves a lot of questions <laughs> open as to what was happening at that time. I'm the well, one it's here a gun store. Yeah, well, it's a gun store, so he's probably trying to avoid the security systems. I mean, just cut a hole in the wall and you just pop right through. <laughs> yeah, but the, there should be a camera inside, I would think, and. Yeah, the, the, I, I never understood. I mean, there's like, a glass break issue if you're going cutting into the damn thing. I mean, I'm sure something would go off, right? I've never understood why people uh-huh. break into gun stores. Like, I mean, I know you're trying to steal guns. I get it, but that's the worst. Pl- like, if you have any question, if anyone's carrying, <laughs> like, there's no question that somebody's carrying at a gun store. If you ever walked into a gun store, every single employee there has at least two firearms on them. And there's, well, and there's a couple that they have usually, because I've known a lot of people that have owned or worked at gun stores, they'll, you know, you see all the guns in the back. There are a couple that are just for them that are loaded. So they're locked, they're, they're hidden, or they're in plain sight and locked, but they're just for them that they can grab and fire. Well, I would hope this would be at least as bad as the robbery attempt or the burglary attempt sounds that it would be late at night and nobody would be there because otherwise it would be really stupid because they right. might hear you sawing into the wall <laughs> waiting for you yeah, like a bad cartoon. I don't think anybody's breaking into a gun store when it's open. <laughs> no, that's not true. There was uh, there was a story not that long ago in Georgia where there are these three like teenagers that walked, like broad daylight, walked into a gun store, pulled out a gun, and it's like they couldn't even get the words out of their mouth fast enough until all the employees start shooting at them. And they <laughs> ran. And it was a, like the wife of the owner that mowed down one of the one of the kids in her truck. He, he lived, but she chased him down and the other two got away. But, yeah, it was like that's 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 what I'm channeling right now. That story. I'm going, what are you thinking? Why would you do that? Uh, anyway. Well, a lady might have been charged if she ran over a kid that's fleeing because then you don't have defensive property anymore as a self-defense issue. I, I, don't, I don't think she cares. I mean, they, yeah. they, this was like small town, like men or men, sheep are scared Georgia, you know, where okay. they have their own rules. I see. They don't go by the Constitution. They have their own laws. Constitution's for criminals. Uh, 
for a bunch <laughs> of pansies. You know, we got our own roles up here. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. The Aurora, A-R-O-R-A, lawfirm.com. Get a hold of Manny. You got to figure some stuff out in 2023. He's the best at what he does. We love having you on. Thanks for, uh, as always, thanks for, you know, being a sponsor of the show and all that good stuff. And I uh, wish you nothing but the best. While I cases. don't get the platinum package, could you please have Big Wood call back and ask some other questions? Because that was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big Wood can be uh, uh, Big Wood. Uh, if you're listening, if you could be a regular for the Mad Dog Manny Aurora segment, we'd appreciate that. Just whatever you need. Manny's there for Big Wood. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> what a way to start the year. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming by. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. I absolutely love the relationship that I have with Nuberty's men's wellness facility in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I've been going there for, I guess now, two years for testosterone maintenance, and it's totally changed my life. As a 47, almost 48-year-old man, I have the testosterone of somebody in their young 20s, and I feel great, and I look great, too, if I do say so myself. But it's more than that. It's dieting. It's getting your life back on track. It's longevity so you're around for your family, your kids, your friends. So I need you to go to menswellnessleague.com. Schedule an appointment right there on the homepage. You schedule an appointment. I'm in there once a week, and I see a lot of you two percenters up there, and it makes me feel good that you're doing something about your health. And you can get that wellness combine for only $99 because you are a two percenter. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. You'll get a full body detailed assessment and analysis from their board certified staff. When you schedule that call, make sure you mention the BS to get this deal. Menswellnessleague.com. All right, full disclosure. Yes, Rachel Guy, Rachel the realtor guy is my wife. On top of that, she's one of the best realtors in Atlanta. Uh, she's, well, not just Atlanta and the whole state of Georgia. I see her all the time driving all over the place for a lot of you two percenters, which I'm totally cool with because she's finding you, some of you, your first house, some of you, your second house, whatever it may be. Everybody's happy when they use my wife to find a house. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker. So if you're looking to buy or sell, just give her a buzz. Her name is Rachel Guy, and she's your guy. See what we did there? 404-797-4600. That's her private number. Don't get weird on her. Don't get weird on me. 404-797-4600. You want stress-free buying and selling in a really crazy market. So get a hold of her also by email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> Mate, I, I walked in on Nikki D taking a pee piece. Oh God! <laughs> I clearly see. Door? <laughs> That's what I said. Did you not lock the door? Listen, I clearly said I'm leaving to go to the little girls' room, and I got up, and that's why I went. Where else would I have gone in your house? Did you miss the first segment of this episode? I forgot. The short. Oh, <laughs> Where else would I be in your house other than the bathroom when I leave out of this room? Yeah, but why don't you lock the door? Because no one's normally here that's just going to barge in while I'm using the bathroom. Rachel was there. She's folding clothes. She see me go in the bathroom. She's not going to come in there. I never see Ariel when I'm here. So nobody else is here but you. And I told you I was going to the bathroom. Can I ask a question at the risk of sounding racist? 
What? <laughs> Do black people not lock their doors? Because <laughs> Ariel's, let me explain. Ariel's got a lot of African-American friends. And I've opened the door when they've been in there too. And it's just the little black girls. Is it a black thing? <laughs> no, it's not a black thing. So her white friends always lock the door? They do. Yes, correct. And her, she just doesn't have any. Her, her Hispanic <laughs> friends don't lock the door either. Is it an ethnicity thing about locking doors? I mean, when I use the bathroom inside of a house, I don't lock the door. If I'm in a public restroom, I lock the door. But in a house, I've never gone to somebody's bathroom at their house and locked the door. Do, do you wa- lock the door at your house? No, I don't even close the door at my house. <laughs> I never close my bathroom door. While you're going just potty? Crop, just no. crop dust in the living room. Oh, my God. What but is... my bathroom's in my room. Yeah, but you never know. There could be a home invasion or intruders or something. Well, if they come in there, I'm on a toilet. I'm going to figure out what they're in there for, what they want. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I lock it all up, man. I got, I got dead bolts. I got all kinds of locks for my doors. I just find it so strange that I'd be sitting in my house, in my bathroom, in my room with all the doors closed and locked. No, no, just, I don't. Just, it's better safe than sorry. Just never know. I had, to, uh, I had to train Rachel when we first moved in together, and then I had to train her parents, especially her father, to lock the doors. They didn't lock any doors, front doors, back doors, side doors, top doors, bottom doors. <laughs> they didn't lock any doors. You know, they take the dogs out, come in, leave the doors open. Front door would be open. I still got to get on Ariel about this. I'm like, you know, again, this is, you don't want to die stupid. You get a home invader that comes and like, oh, I don't have to break in the door. It's just open. And then you go, oh, like, what are the chances of that? Well, you tell that to the people that it happens to. <laughs> Listen, I have accidentally fallen asleep with my front door unlocked plenty of times. Oh, that's so scary. Um, I'm still here. I've got a notification on my phone that goes off that the doors aren't locked. That's not true. <laughs> I just made that up. I was about to say, <laughs> but you know what? You, it's Fort Knox in here, so I wouldn't even doubt it. It is Fort Knox in here. Cameras everywhere. Yeah. I think it's I think it's where you grow up or grew up because it was the same for me. My my house, the doors were never locked. Even if we were not home, we wouldn't lock the doors. Um, my parents might lock them now, but yeah, growing up, we, we did not lock our front door or back door. That's crazy, man. It like I, in in high school, when I lived in Sarasota, I mean, I'm sorry, in uh, college, we had a house where my French door, we had had French doors in my bedroom that opened up to the, and you could, you know, the pool was out there and then the little waterfall from the hot tub and the smell of the salt water coming off the golf and the. Uh, guys cutting the lawn and the smell of fresh grass. Like that was the only time I'd leave the doors open. Now we lived in a gated community. That doesn't mean anything, but it, it, it was a struggle at first. But the feeling of waking up in the morning where the fan is kicking as high as it can possibly be. So it's a little chilly, but the air outside is so hot and the mixture of both and the smells. There's not a better, there's not a better way to wake up. I mean, that like, that's a, that's a, that's a, Again, a memory from when I was younger that I remember <laughs> like it was yesterday. So uh, I'll get you better with fuck here uh, after we talk about Dana White. So Dana White, he's the guy that runs the UFC, right? The Ultimate Fighting Championship. He beats his wife. This is th- this is a very... You should use that word loosely. Okay, I'm interested. Okay, okay. Uh, no, I'm not, but okay. Um, they're at a nightclub in Mexico, Cabo, San Lucas. And mm-hmm. this was New Year's Eve. 
And the video comes out that shows them arguing, like in this VIP area. She slaps him. And then without hesitation, which I think is very, very important, he then goes to beat her. Slap, slap, tries to do it again. He would have done it again if somebody wouldn't have jumped in. Am I wrong? I saw the video, and I, I didn't interpret it that way. So then he does, which I think is a really smart move, and he goes on TMZ, because they have a very good relationship, TMZ and UFC, and he talks with two of the worst interviewers in the business, the Harvey guy and the dude with the dreads. Uh, they, they should not interview people. They're horrible. Anyway, they've made a living off it, a very good living. So he goes on and he uh, apologizes. Dana, why don't you just tell us what happened that night? What happened leading up to that video? Well, I'm, I'm... Okay, so in order for them to get him on that quickly, and you could hear it just with the first question of the hesitation, they promised him that they were not going to railroad him. They promised him that they weren't going to hold him accountable. They promised him that every question was going to be a softball, just tell us the story so we can understand. And I can tell you that just by the first question and how it's delivered. Okay. Because I've been in those situations before. I'm in Cabo, Mexico, uh, you know, for the holidays with my family. And my wife and I were out Saturday night on New Year's Eve. And... You know, unfortunately, that's what happened. I'm, I'm one of the guys, you know, you've heard me say for years, there's never, ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman. And now here I am on, on TMZ talking about it. But my wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12 years old. We've obviously been through some shit together. And uh, we've got three kids. And, you know, this is one of those situations that's, you know, horrible i'm embarrassed but it's also one of those situations that is uh you know right now we're more concerned about our kids you know we, we have three kids and uh he's a really brilliant guy everything he's doing right now and saying uh deflecting so on and so forth in apologizing and being self-deprecating to an extent is perfect. This is how you handle a situation like this. Now, I'm not saying he's right. I'll get to that here in a minute. But so far, Dana White is do. This is the Letterman approach, right? Letterman was getting ready to be called out for having an affair with his intern. This was years ago. And before the news media got a hold of it, he goes on his own talk show late night and addresses it and lays out all the facts. And you know what? It wasn't a thing. He wasn't married. He didn't cheat on anybody. The woman that he's with now, I don't think they're still married. He wasn't with her. He had an affair with, a, with an intern. It shouldn't have happened because he's the boss. He gets it, but it happened. And that uh, move on with the show. And it was forgotten about. And he was he was not nailed to the cross for it. That's how you do it. You apologize right out of the gates. It does. It, I mean, it does. But it, this is bad. This is really, really bad in my opinion. He's doing a really good job of deflecting and this will go away because of what he's done. Uh, you know, obviously <clears throat> since the video popped up, we've shown the kids the video and you know, we're, we're more focused on our family right now. People are going to have opinions uh, on this and, and, and most of the people's opinions would be right. And especially in, in my case, uh, that's key right there. Everybody that has an opinion on this, go ahead and say it. What he just did was he just deflated 
every talking head, including me, ragging on him and trashing him by saying, you're right, you win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, this is like more like politicians need to subscribe to this Dana White apology. Again, I'm not condoning it and I'm definitely not standing by it. Actually, I've lost all respect for the man, but I'm just talking about the apology, the psychological apology that he's doing to, to the media. Brilliant. Uh, you, you don't you don't put your hands on a woman ever. Uh, my wife and I obviously love each other. We've been together for a very long time. We've known each other since we were very little, and this is just one of those unfortunate situations. You were at a place in Cabo that um, where alcohol flows. Yeah, I mean, Dana, what we were told by people who were in the club that it at least to them seemed that there was a lot of alcohol uh, in, involved in this situation. Really? It's New Year's Eve. They're at a nightclub in Mexico, and it took you three minutes to address the alcohol situation? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> there, there was definitely a lot of alcohol involved. Just ask them. Are, you were drunk. People said you looked drunk. Boom. Go. Dana, you were at a club. From what? Now, what we heard, <laughs> that there, were al- there was alcohol flowing. At a club in Mexico, you traveled to a vacation place to celebrate New Year's Eve. We're understanding that there was alcohol there. Is this true? <laughs> Is there any truth to that? We want to get to the bottom of it on here on TMZ. <laughs> Again, that goes to what I was saying at the beginning is they promised him like they're, they don't know what to ask him. What, what they should be asking him and what they should be saying they're not doing because they're not real journalists and they're not real interviewers. They're, 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 they're ratings grabbers. So they'll do everything they can to get, especially the exclusive. I mean, that was pretty big. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm curious to see how Joe Rogan handles it on his podcast. Cause he works for the guy and, you know, oh. Rogan's big on the toxic, toxic man, masculinity and how we're all being, you know, uh, girled down, which I would not disagree with to an extent. But now comes into question one of the tough guys out there, Dana White. You know, he's the tough guy, tough guy. So do tough guys beat women? Is that part of being masculine? You know, let's have that conversation. And if you work for the guy and you have a successful podcast like Rogan does, are you going to cower down and make excuses? Any guy that makes an excuse for Dana White, you're a loser. You're wrong. You're 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 a piece of crap if you make an excuse for that man. Even he's well, not no, making an excuse for himself. Well, t- tell me this: what, Why are you latching on to? I, and I, to be clear, I do not think what he did was right. Of course, but why are you latching on to him and not to her? Because she was the one who hit him first. She absolutely did, and that that was my point. I watched the video, and I've always taught to keep your hands to yourself. If you hit somebody and they hit you back, you should have kept your hands to yourself. She slapped him first, and both of them are drunk. That's very obvious in the video. For me reflexes if you hit me i'm not gonna think about it i'm going to hit you back i don't care who you are so if they're drunk and they're arguing and i'm talking about she slapped the fire out of him it looked to me like it was his reflex when she hit him he hit her back now he did continue to hit her again keep your hands to yourself and i agree these people been together for 30 years they've been married this ain't the first time they hit each other no if you look at his reaction how quick he was to hit her back and continue to hit her back let me answer nate's question it's it's 
it's what I've always thought, and I guess maybe not anymore is the case, is that no matter what, you don't put your hands on a woman. Unless you're defending yourself for your life. You, he had an opportunity to walk away. And that's what you do. It is a catch-22. I don't subscribe to the we're all created equal. I don't subscribe that we should all be treated equal. I don't, I don't believe in that. I know that's the new way and age of thinking, especially for men and women. But that's not how I grew up, and nor do I think that, nor will I ever think that. I think there are certain rules for guys, and I think there are certain rules for women, and then there are rules that we all abide by. But one in particular is if you have a chance to walk away and your life is, I mean, she was coming at him with a butcher knife, different story. But they're at a nightclub. She quick slapped him. He could have turned around and said no. But if you watch how quickly he responded, now, granted, he is a fighter. He's got a fighting background, and it could be a muscle memory Reflexes. reflex, possibly. Uh, but still, you have to, alcohol's never an excuse. You, as a man, he could have t- put his hands up, and he had handlers around him. And if, if they wouldn't have stopped him, he would have he beat her to a pulp. You, I mean, just how quickly. He kept hitting and hitting. And yeah. so, I don't think so. It, it was a it was a very weak slap, and he only continued to slap her when she continued to put her hands in his face. But if this was the other way around, and he slapped her first, and then she retaliated in the same way, you would still be blaming Dana. So it Absolutely. doesn't matter who hit who first. You're only blaming the guy. Absolutely. And yes, you should never hit a woman, but you should never hit anybody. It, that, that The law isn't like, oh, you shouldn't hit women. The law is don't put your hands on anybody that didn't ask to have their hands put on you. Again. Uh, you're you're right. It, it's always going to be the male's fault. That's just what I believe. That's you know supposedly that's being uh, chivalrous. That's that's being a gentleman. Is that you you know you, you women don't hold doors open for guys. Guys hold doors open for women. You know guys walk close to the street. So in case case a car goes by and splatters uh, water, it's on him and not her. Guys stand to one side of the woman when they get married. Why? Because of tradition. In case there's intruders, most of us are right-handed. You can grab your sword and defend your wife. Those are just things passed down. They don't necessarily have to, by today's standards, like, nobody should do this. Yeah, you're right. Nobody should do this. You are correct. Absolutely, 100%. But if it does happen, the guy should definitely not retaliate unless his life is in danger. I guess it's a perspective. I've yes. always thought I've always thought it was the norm. It obviously is not. Not anymore. I mean, I had to have this conversation with my nephew because this little girl kept hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. We're going to the schools. We're talking to the teachers. Like, y'all got to get these kids to keep their hands to themselves. So finally I got to the point where, listen, if y'all aren't going to enforce rules because she's a girl, that does not give her the right to continuously put her hands on my nephew because she's a girl. And I told him out of my own mouth, if she hits you again, because we've done everything at this point the right way, you knock her out. That's the only way she's going to understand you cannot put your hands on somebody that's stronger than you mm. and i told him that and i meant it okay well i i mean this is obviously a perspective thing yeah it's without a doubt a mm. perspective thing i mean because you two have a totally different perspective it's not that i disagree with what you're saying i just disagree um with 
the 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 catch twenty two of men and women and, and hit it. I mean, this again. This is his wife of thirty years. This is not the first time they've gotten to a fight. This just happened to happen out in public, and other people saw it. Now, if this man was no, in a, a nightclub and some random stranger he beat her down, then I'd be like, dang, he might beat women. But this is his wife. He been with her a long time. They, this is not their first fight, and that was very obvious. To so, me. so do you make excuses? For other situations that you might see, let's, you remember the Ray Rice situation? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he beat her. He beat her. That was completely oh, okay. different. Oh, okay. Well, but that's all you saw was them getting into the elevator. So with your mindset, you could say, well, you don't know what happened before they got to the elevator or what she said to trigger him and just make excuses versus no man does that to a woman, period, the end of story. I don't care if he, I don't care if she threw a drink in his face and she slapped him upside the head and called him every name and embarrassed him in front of people. When you're alone and you take her into an elevator and beat her and drag her when you could have walked away. I mean, what is it that you're, 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 you're afraid that your, uh, your, your masculinity is going to be diminished because you didn't defend yourself. Look at me. I beat up a weaker sex. Like I just said, him and his wife have got into it, but they've done it in private. When people are doing these things now in public, that comes to light. Ray Rice and that girl, that's not the first time he beat her. He's beat her, too, in private. Yeah. He thought that elevator was private until everything came out with those cameras. And she stayed in that relationship with him beating her. That's clearly a domestic violence. He's been beating her type of situation. So I'm not saying that it's right. That's not what I'm saying. That's what Nate, not what Nate is saying. But we're saying there are instances where in this one with Dana, we saw her hit him. And he just reacted. The rice thing, we don't know what happened before the elevator. That's all we saw. Yeah, but a, rea- a man should have control over his, his actions and reactions. Like you, you I've should- had a man attack me, and I didn't <laughs> even hit him. I just said something to yeah. him he well, didn't like. I know you said alcohol is an excuse. It is an excuse. It's not a good excuse, but it's an excuse. You're putting a chemical in your body that's altering how your brain is thinking. So it is an excuse. It's, it's. I mean, it's, it's your responsibility to take credit for that action, but you don't think the same when you're drunk, clearly, because people do things that they don't normally do when they're drunk. Whatever you do under the influence of alcohol or any drug, uh, it, you're look, You're saying literally it's an excuse. Yes, literally it is an excuse. But any, any, anything you do under the influence of alcohol or drugs, uh, that's bad, DUI, uh, crash, killing somebody, hitting somebody, whatever, is your responsibility. Yeah. You know, and when I say it's not an excuse is you can't go into a court of law or at least my law, my, my courtroom and say, hey, man, I wouldn't have done that if I weren't drunk. You know, like, I just don't buy it. I, I wouldn't have cheated. I only, I mean, I had so much to drink. I didn't know. I, I, I did, one thing led to another and I cheated on you. See ya. You're out. You know, you're done. My one of yeah, my good you gotta f- deal with the consequences, but you still there are still things you would not have done if you weren't drinking. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I agree with that as well. Just just like you said, he was under the influence. He was drunk. She was drunk. It was clear. But I appreciate how he is taking ownership. He's not saying well, we're married, mind your own business, stay out of our business. He's saying we did this, it was wrong. Okay, we moving on. Oh, this is business. This isn't personal. This apology, this is, I, I'm I'm giving him credit for being a smart businessman. This isn't because he needs the public's 
uh, uh, oh, I get it. It's okay. Thank you for apologizing. This is all about this multi-million dollar business that he runs that he doesn't want to be, you know, anything to happen to it. That's what this is about. That's why he reached out without a doubt. Hands down. That's what this is all about. So you don't think his, his, his apology is sincere? Well, I definitely think it's sincere, but it's sincere because he did it. You know, I mean, everybody's apology is sincere when you get caught. <laughs> I mean, nobody apologizes after they get caught doing something like, oh, whatever. It's sincere. Whatever. You're saying what's the motive? Is the motive to heal his family, to publicly apologize to his wife and his family and his kids and, and his fans and the fan base of UFC and MMA fighters around the world? No, that's not what this apology is for. This apology is for... Let's forget it. Put it in the past. Let me confront it now. I'll take all full blame. She's not going to press charges. Let's move forward and concentrate on our next pay-per-view. That's what this apology is about. Hands down. He's a businessman. I don't think anybody would have cared if he didn't. I mean, it's the UFC. There's no dude wearing an affliction shirt like going, oh, well, I'm not going to watch this guy tear another dude's head off because he slapped his wife. You know, the, no, I don't think anybody would have cared regardless. This isn't going to be a big deal, not because he apologized. It's because it wasn't a big deal. It was two slaps. If the, if it was a Ray Rice situation, yeah, it would have been a big news story for sure. Oh, I disagree with that. I, and I disagree with it for this reason, is that we live in a world where people want to tear down the, the person that's on top. And he's the guy on top. And if somebody behind their keyboard can... and have the power uh, to, to tear somebody down, they'll do it. And, and and in this case, they do. But I think he's smart by combating it like this. You know, I mean, who, who does, look at Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon got, he, he's a, the billionaire. He's the, the, the brains behind the operation in the WWE. And he got taken down almost overnight because of allegations of sexual assault. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little more like intimate kind of a, a situation, but the, right. a slap, like it's just like in the, in the NFL, it's well known that a lot of the guys have beaten their wives. It's that it's not killed the NFL. It's just, it just kind of goes by because you associate it with a violent sport and you're just like, that's what these guys are like. Well, now the NFL you're out. I mean, you just, they, they don't give these kinds of second chances anymore. I mean, Ray Rice never played another down in the NFL. He didn't get a second chance. And I don't think if you do hit a woman, you should get a second chance. I think that Dana White should step down as the UFC president. I really do. I think it, if, if you want to be a UFC fan and you have to respect the leadership of a company, do you really want to be a fan of a company led by a guy that beats his wife? I don't. That's why I what, lost all respect if, for him. What if he fought another man? Would you say the same thing? Absolutely. Totally different. Yes, I would. It's not. No, he's he's assaulted somebody a, that is there's not. A, there's a not. man, there's a woman. There's a difference between men and women. But why is it okay, like, if two UFC fighters get in, or like a UFC fighter and, and some guy at a bar and he beats his ass and just beats the shit out of him because he's drunk, why is that okay? But then if he slaps a woman, then he needs to lose his entire it's organization. A, it's a man and a woman. That's the whole point. But well, what's the difference? They're, the, the sexes, the men and women, men should it, not hit women. It's illegal regardless of what, if you're a man or a woman. So what, why why would somebody lose everything for one and not for the other? Were you not brought up not, not to hit you, women? Like, what did your parents teach you? 
No, I was brought up to not hit anybody unless, you know, you're defending yourself or something. What but did you, your parents teach you? <laughs> but not to hit women. To defend yourself. But, if but somebody, hitting dudes are okay. To defend yourself, absolutely, yes. Well, that's what he was doing. But you don't hit women. That's the difference. <laughs> you're not understanding. Is there that's what he was doing. She slapped him. She slapped him. You asked me the difference. I said, once a man, once a woman. That's the difference. But what's the, what makes the you, situation you, different you, where one is, is you, warranted and one is not? You're not You're not the guy that thinks that men and women are equal on all levels. Are you? I'm the guy that, I'm the guy that thinks that you shouldn't hit anybody regardless if they're a man or a woman. Okay. I'm not saying it's okay to hit women. Nowhere did I ever say that. I said it is not okay to hit anybody. Are you trying to tell me that nowhere in your upbringing, no one in your life, your father, your brothers, or whoever, aunts, uncles, never said to you, you never hit a woman, Nate, no matter what. Again, again, I never said that I said that you don't hit, that it is okay to hit women. I said, it's not okay to hit anybody. It's not like one or one or the other. I'm saying both sides, you shouldn't do either. I'm asking the question though. Did anyone ever say those words to you growing up? Of course. Okay. Of course. So do you believe it? Yeah, but I believe it's on. It's all encompassing. It doesn't have to be one or the other. I don't know why you think it has to be male or female. You cannot, you can think it's not okay to hit anybody. Because there's a difference. There's a. There, what, what, what is the difference other than the, their different sexes? What? Why? Why is that that's different? That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all. There's no more to it. If they're different sexes, men treat women differently than women treat men, and women should be treated differently than how men are treated. That's it's but just why? it's because it's always been like that. That's you're not. I mean, this is well, that's this, that's not a, that's a bullshit excuse though because it's, it's, it's always not, been like that. It's not because the, the new generations want to change everything to make you know like we're, we're all same. And like I, I filled out something to give blood the other day. Is like what sex were you born at? What do you identify? Like Jesus Christ, dude, you're either a guy or a girl. What the shit? You know, no, that's not how it is anymore. It's like people are making life so much more difficult than what it is. We used to have a set of rules. You know, there was we a, have a set of rules. It's illegal to hit people. The, the, <laughs> it's but, always been like that, no matter what year. It's the, still always been like that. Okay, let's get let's get this straight. I understand the law is no different for men or women. I get it. I understand that part of it. But I'm saying the idea of being chivalrous, being a gentleman, the idea of there's a reason why women wear, you know, do this and guys do this. You guys, that's where, that's the disconnect between us three right now. But because you pick and choose who you want to support in certain situations and then who you villainize, that's was Nate's point. So you're saying, oh, I don't have no respect for this guy. I'm not supporting him. He should step down. Da, da, da. But I've watched you support other celebrities that have beaten their wives and been accused of Ooh. domestic violence. We did a whole thing where you talked about the, the Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson documentary and uh, you watched it and dissected it and broke it down. He beat her. So you watching that is supporting. He Tommy beat, Lee he beat got, Pamela Anderson? Tommy Lee didn't beat Pamela Anderson? Not that I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't remember that. He was sentenced to serve six months in jail after brutalizing wife, then Pamela Anderson. I did not know that. You never knew Tommy Lee. Beat I, Pamela I swear Anderson. to God, I never knew that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> There's plenty of celebrities <laughs> that have beaten their wives that I've heard you endorse. Like so who? that's all I'm saying. Uh, okay, I did not know about Tommy Lee, but who else? Uh, Charlie Sheen's on the list. Johnny Depp's on the list. I didn't, know, Depp's Ch- I didn't list. know Charlie Sheen beat his wife. 
Yes. I mean, so you're telling me that what if I endorse Charlie Sheen? I'm just saying <laughs> these are people that I've heard oh, you. Let's 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 talk about talk who I'm about endorsing their movies first. or there's something that you like about them. I've heard it. Well, I'm still yeah, and, I'm or, still or gonna, any like '80s rock band. I'm sure half of them beat their wives. You I'm, know, I'm we're, sure. just, we're talking about I'm the supporting. Sh- I'm sure. You said I'm sure. You don't know. You said I'm sure they've done. Oh, this. You, you think you think no '80s rockers. <laughs> Never beat his wife, please. No, I, no, I don't, don't know. Play, don't play like naive, like you don't know yeah. any of this stuff to like prove your point. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. But you, you know, if you're going to do this literal thing with laws and guys and girls, then don't sit there and go, I'm sure that every, I'm sure that 80s rock bands beat their wives. I'm sure, I'm sure you're correct, but I don't know who did it. And I didn't know Charlie Sheen did it. And I didn't know Tommy Lee did it. Mel Gibson. So, uh, Mel Gibson didn't do it. Yes, he did. Mel no, Gibson. he yelled at her on the voicemail. Nope, nope, nope. Um, he also was arrested in 2011. He played no contest after being accused of spousal battery of his ex-girlfriend, Oscanza Gavaria, whatever her name is. He was arrested. I don't even know who that is. He was actually arrested in 2011. This uh, is public knowledge. Okay, but when if I endorse Mel Gibson? You love Die Hard. You put it in your list every year for the best Christmas movie. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> and here's the thing. And here's the thing. Even with Dana White, I'll still like UFC. It, it's, 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 Dana White's doesn't encompass the sport of MMA or UFC. I mean, I'm not a big MMA fan or UFC. But I'm so now you're talking about singular things. Now, like if Dana White in, uh, endorsed um, uh, hoodies that I liked. I probably would not wear those hoodies. Okay? okay. But as far as him just being a pawn in this company, step down. I'm not going to hold the UFC. The UFC's not at fault. Now, the UFC would be at fault if they kept him in the position. But, you know, I never forgave Michael Vick. You know, I thought my, the, having Michael Vick come, oh, he served his time. Screw that, dude. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. I know. You didn't forgive Chris Brown either. Didn't Okay. How about there you go? Chris mm-hmm. Brown. Not that I'd ever endorse Chris Brown. I don't even want to use the word endorse, <laughs> but like I think that's absurd that that guy is still an actual thing making money. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That and, guy and beat Rihanna like bad and kicked her out of a car, I think. He didn't beat her bad. We I'm sorry. Is there a difference? <laughs> he beat his girlfriend. He hit her. And he okay. And she hit him. I'm first. surprised you and as a woman like her so okay with this. And, and she forgave on. him and move on. And so it's okay. That's what she did. It's one of those things. How am I going to stay mad Crazy. at him? And she's not mad at him. And she's out in public gallivanting around with him. And now they're back BFFs. And I'm still sitting over here like, I'm still mad at so, you, Chris so, Brown. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's just we just live in a, a, a way forgiving society now that people can get away with the, all these bullshit things and not be held accountable and responsible for them. No, he was held accountable. He did his his time. He did his punishments. He went through all the things. It's like, when do people get to move on? Like, you want these people to just be shunned for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I do. Nikki, Nikki, the problem is, is Jay... Jason's a big cancel culture guy, and he just wants his dude canceled. So you know, <laughs> call it what you call, cancel Dana. Call, call, call it what you want. Call, I mean, I you call it cancel culture. I, I'll say held being held responsible. You know, I mean, if if people don't feel the wrath of their actions, then they'll do it again. If you let people have so many opportunities and chances, you know, the rehabilitation process isn't doesn't have stunning percentages of success. 
You know, so you go to jail for murdering somebody. I don't think you should ever get out. Uh, I mean, you should have done it in the first place. People have choices for their actions. You know, now I'm not saying that there's not individual, you know, I'm, I am also a big can of individual, uh, a big fan of individual cases. There are individual cases of different circumstances and those have to be, have to come into play um, with everything. I don't think there's a, there's a, there's a one generic umbrella for every murder case or every spousal abuse case or this and this and that, you know, maybe it's because I grew up in an abusive, uh, I've seen it firsthand. Maybe that's it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've seen my mother at the top of a staircase bleeding from her face as my stepfather had her hair in his hands, both naked and screaming. I mean, it's a it's a really scary thing. I mean, it, it's it's not cool. Oh, I bet. You know, so here's the rest of Dana White. Well, but that's that's no excuse. I literally am making no excuses for this thing at all. It's never happened before. It's the first time that it's ever happened. And people are going to say what they're going to say. It's, it's, it's just is what it is. And, and, and whatever people do say, uh, it's deserved. I deserve it. It, it, it happened. I, I don't know why it happened. And, uh, you know, my wife and I have apologized to each other. We've apologized to our kids. And, you know, this is one of those things that everybody's going to chime in. I could care less what anybody else thinks about this. Right now, what we're more concerned about are our kids and and taking care of our family. In the video, the video that we, we've seen, it seems like this. That's one mistake I think he made. Now, I know he wants to play the tough guy and say, whatever you think, I don't care. But you're talking to your fan base, and you have fans. As you have, There's a lot of UFC fans. You know, I think at one time it was the fastest-growing sport until pickleball came around. <laughs> um, but you've got, you've got a fan base that are going to think differently of you now you should care what they think you should think you should care those are the people that buy your pay-per-views that pay your bills you should be apologizing directly to them not to me the 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 casual fan to the people that live and die this sport and you should set an example for those for those people especially those young kids those young guys that are growing up and wanting to be mma fighters I mean, you have the power to do this. You have the power to right or wrong, rectify a situation. But when you're sitting there, because they don't know any different. They don't know that you're doing this for business purposes. I do. They don't. A kid that's listening to that or seeing that, all he knows is that you hit mom. That's all he knows. And that's bad. And, and that's all they know. But if you, know, if you say you don't care what he thinks or she thinks, then that's, I think that's a shitty thing to say. I, I agree with that. I don't think he should have said he didn't care. You should be thinks. kissing the asses of your fans right now. You have this platform to do it, but you threw you had to throw that in there because you're such a tough guy. You had to throw in there. And that, that again, I think is reflex. Is the, I don't give a damn what you think. I don't care. I don't need you. You do need <laughs> them. You absolutely need them. Agreed. Because if they get, if they gather around, and today it's a lot easier than any other time in the history of our lives, they gather around and say, screw you and screw UFC, we're not watching, and your next pay-per-view is tanks with buy rates because of this situation, you're out of a gig, and you're not going to be touched, and nobody's going to want to hire you. And, and, and I mean, it, it can be a thing, you know, if you allow it. So I think that was a mistake. What started and was over in less than a minute is that we don't haven't seen any video beyond that. Uh, is 
is it fair to say that this ended? How did this situation? Oh my God, dude, just ask the effing question. <laughs> end. That was, that was. How did this whole thing end? That, that, that's the question. Just ask it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, 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 there at least used to be a rule in TV, which was different than radio. Talk radio. Well, it's actually changed in radio. But in radio, you could stretch a question out. You could give it a little color, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have tickers and you don't have hand movement and body language and this and this and that and pictures. And so you could stretch it out a little setup until you get to the question. Um, in television, the rule has always been just quick. Get to the get. Just get to the question. Just get to it. Not to these guys. The beginning of it and the end of it, and uh, you know, we're we're still on vacation. You know, everything. You're talking about somebody who is, uh, you know, her and I have known each other since we were 12 years old, and we've been married for almost 30 years. So, you know, we're we're obviously. He keeps saying that like it matters. You know, if we were only together for a couple years, I think it would be a lot different if I hit her. But since we've been together for almost 30 years, you know, it gives me a little bit of leadway. We know each other really well and how hard we hit. So it's it's okay <laughs> that we've been together for almost three decades. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. that. I think it's a brilliant strategy because anyone that's been married for three decades yeah. knows how, how intense fights can get. And so yeah. they will kind of sympathize with him a little bit. So yeah. it's a good strategy on his part, I guess. That, that could be part of it. You could be correct obviously best friends she's my wife and uh you know we had too much to drink and whatever happened that night happened but yeah that it was it was that was it and it was done Dana, the final thing um you say whatever happened that night happened do you remember it <laughs> no i definitely would not laugh at all during this no like he's no laughing. that's another thing. His his demeanor is very laid back. It's like it's not a big deal. I probably would have taken a little bit of a different approach. The uh incognito approach. Remember the offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins that was uh dragged through the mud for bullying in the locker room that uh Williams kid that eventually went to the San Francisco. Remember that whole story? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like 2013 or something, and they—I think they cut him for it. Like, bull, I mean, bullying in a locker room. I mean, just that sounds ridiculous. If you've ever been in a locker room, yeah, there's bullying. That's just how it is. There's 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 hazing. There's initiation. That's that's how you get camaraderie. I know it's hard for some people to understand, but it's part of the process. It's worked for a very long time. It might not be the thing anymore, but anyway. So uh, he goes on, I forget what, um, like a 60 minutes, I think it was. I thought he did a pretty good job, you know. I mean, they, 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 they prepped him well. He dressed for the part. But he was, had a, a demeanor, said it like it was. He came across very sincere. But he didn't go hear him go, yeah. I mean, there were a couple times where I grabbed his underwear and we yanked it off his asshole. He didn't do any of that. You know, you can't laugh when you just beat your wife. You just can't do it. No, I don't. I don't remember a lot. So, um, yeah, no, no. Obviously, this thing. It, it, you know, it's 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 one of those situations. It's embarrassing for both of us, but more importantly, what we're more concerned about are our kids. What we're, we're concerned about. Got it. Listen, nobody knows you better than your kids know you. Yeah, and your kids are probably sitting there going, "God, you guys usually do this at home. Why did you do it out in public this time?" <laughs> if one of his kids turn heels on, turns heel on him 
and says, oh, my dad beats my mom all the time, or they get nasty fights all the time, or whatever the case may be, this will be a totally different story. He better up their allowance. I don't know how old his kids are, but he better up their allowance. They grow up in your house with you. They see everything. They hear everything. They know everything. And, and everybody always asks me, you know, questions about, well, do I care about this? Do I care about that? And my question is always the same. My legacy and all this other stuff with work doesn't mean anything to me. It's all about your family, you know? It's about your wife and kids and 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 uh, in this situation, too. Like I'm saying, everybody's going to have an opinion. We're just worried about um, our family and focused on on our kids right now. But but me and my wife are cool. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Thanks, you guys. Have a good day. We're, we're good. We're good right now. <laughs> and the See, if he was really smart, he would have got her to come on with him. And she would have apologized for starting it. He would apologize for retaliating. They both say they're good. And then it probably would have been squashed even quicker. Actually, no. I think just him being on at least first was the better move. Because I think people would have questioned her sincerity. You know, like, were you forced to be here? I think there would have been too many question marks if both of them. Especially if, now, if she goes on national television and apologizes and takes some of the blame... That's not going to go over well. I know that you guys don't think that. I just don't think it'll go over well. I think people will, it'll make matters worse, if anything. Because that's just not how it works. And so, uh, I mean, it'll... Maybe maybe if it was a more intense situation, but since it wasn't like a beat down or anything like that, I, th- I, I think a lot of people subscribe to you. If you hit somebody, regardless of sex, you expect to get hit back regardless how big they are or whatever. Like if you... Put your hands on somebody. Don't be shocked if you get your hands put on by, by somebody else. Well, just to make it clear, if you are in fear of your life, yes, you have every right to defend yourself. I don't care who it is. But as a man, if you have the chance to walk away, then walk away. It's kind of like the stand your ground law, right? You have every, under law, you can fire away. At somebody in your house, the the castle doctrine, right? But if they break into your house and you come out of your bedroom and you you have a gun and they run out of your house and you chase them down in your driveway and shoot them, you're going to jail for murder. Yep. Yeah. That's true. It's the same. It's the same concept. Mm. If I really, why wouldn't it be? If you have a chance to turn your back, I mean, why are you retaliating? If you can, if you can back up, if if you can walk away, if you are in a situation where you have handlers, he's got handlers there that are going to break it up. But and, it, it was a split second situation or uh, reaction, like Nikki was saying, and you yourself has said, if people scare you, like if they come up behind you or something, you just swing. It doesn't matter who it is, you just swing at them. So, and you said you've almost hit Rachel doing that before. She came up and freaked you out one time, tapping you on the back, and you turned around and you know didn't do that, obviously. But you know it, it can happen. It's just a reaction. Well, not that, right, but but because I had control, one and two, he wasn't scared. He he did not get startled. And if you're saying it's a reaction, then that's even worse because then that means it's a learned reaction that that's what you do. Now, yeah, that's what a fighter learns. You are learned to react when something is but done you, to you. But you're also trained to know when to punch and when not to punch. And you know better not to punch the woman. If he was that fast, that's actually out of the entire video, that's the thing that stands out most to me. 
is that he was that quick to respond, not once, but numerous times. And if you're that quick to respond to hit your wife, you know, I've always uh, subscribed to this theory is that would you do or say something to the person you, or no, would you want some stranger to do or say something to your wife that you're currently doing now? So like in this situation, like if you yell at your significant other, you effing whore and all these other things, would you be okay if a stranger did that? If you answer yes, you got problems. If you answer no, then why are you doing it to the person you love? I just said that the other day because we all have grew up, though, with that thing. You've heard somebody say, oh, that's my brother. I can say that to him, but you can't. That's not right. No. Nobody should be saying it if, to if, him. If anything, you should not be saying it to him. Exactly. Because you love that person. Exactly. You know, and so the the back to the Dana White thing is that would you be okay if another man hit your wife and gave the same reason as you gave like she approached him at the bar he let's say bumped into her or something like that and she hit him for doing that she in everybody's eyes right would have every reason to do that okay according to this conversation and then he just pummels her okay a total stranger or it was a misunderstanding or whatever the case may be no that's not right and that's pretty much what Nate's point is like. It's just it's not right all the way around the board. Everybody keep their hands to themselves. Don't hit nobody. But it would be especially not wrong in that scenario for that stranger to be hitting the woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's my point. But, it, but if but if this case went to court, she would probably be arrested over him because she ini- initiated the the physical violence. She started the violence. You are correct. I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm, I'm not arguing the the law aspect of it. I'm arguing the the gentlemanly, the chivalrous aspect of it. That's what that's what my point is. I mean, there are laws that are not written down in, in books. You know that we have always kind of abided by that for some reason we've gotten away from. So that's one of them, I guess. All right. Um, so that's the Dana White's thing. You know, good move, great business move. Said a lot of right things. Still lost a lot of respect for you. Just my own personal opinion. All right. Better, 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 better. Everything's better. Everything is better. Yes. Whatever we do, it's better with... What? Everything's better with the... And remember, if you're ready to give a fuck about your health, you remember that New Year's resolution you made just the other day and said something to do with your health and weight and all that other stuff, and you probably already failed, right? Uh, either way, uh, if you haven't and you're serious about it, then check out Chef Erica, ericanicoleday.com, Erica, E-R-I-C-A, NicoleDay.com. Erica is an experienced culinary medicine consultant, private chef with a medical and high-end uh, restaurant background. She is available whenever you need her. She'll talk to you about meal planning uh, for weight loss, which is, I mean, really more than half the battle, helping with uh, any medical conditions you might have. Uh, There are certain foods that you eat for certain conditions. True story. Uh, Strict macros, if you're into bodybuilding or just really into fitness training, she can help out with all that. She's experienced, and she's been a supporter of ours for a very long time. We love her to death. That is ericanicoleday.com, ericanicoleday.com. Com. All right. Kind of got a lot of emails today. All right. Here's what are we doing today? I'm excited. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do moving forward with this, uh, with this bit is 
I'm gonna. I, I like the trivia aspect. Of Me it. too. Cause right. I like winning. So so it'll be um <laughs> it'll it'll be a category, right? It'll it'll be a category, not just one movie. There'll be different movies, oh. which is more fun, I think, for everybody listening, but a lot more work for me. So, <laughs> uh, and, but the same rules apply that you guys will vote on my clips, 1 to 10, 10 being the best. And then after the second person, we'll do it this way. After the second person grades my clip, then you get to, uh, it's it's a free-for-all. You get to go ahead and, and guess the movie uh, and in this case, not the year, but the movie. Just the movie? Yeah. All right, so we grade it first because we've been getting away from getting the grades. Correct. Sometimes. We get so caught up in <laughs> <Yeah>. the trivia. <laughs> and the reason why you're not naming the year on this week's Better With Fuck is because this category is movies turning 20 in 2023. Oh, 20 years old. Okay, okay 20, that's cool. 20 years old, these movies. Make you feel old. All right, here's the first one. Nice. Buffalo's first annual Be the Miracle Fuck Drive. It's a B-E-A beautiful day. So come on down here because the life you save could be mine. All right, the fuck drive. Did you like the fuck uh, drive? One out of ten. Ten being the best. I do like the fuck drive. Um, I will give an eight on this one. Ooh, that's pretty high there. Yeah. Nikki. I like it. I'm going to give it a seven. A seven. Okay, and I'll count you down. Three. I'll go three, two, one, and then you guys can guess the movie. Three, two, one. Clickbait. Bruce Almighty. Yep, Nate. Dang. Yep. <laughs> Clickbait. Maybe too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was easy. I mean, he said his name in the clip. <laughs> Make the first one kind of easy. All right, so Nate's got a point, and uh, eight and seven. Here's the next clip. We've got to get Nevins in that lockback. What are we going to do? Don't worry. I have three plans. Plan A. Fuck! up a perfectly clean house. Done that. Plan B, cut your losses and fuck the kids. That could work. What about that one? Plan C, fuck mom's boyfriend into handing over dog and lock. I don't know. I still like plan B. <laughs> A lot of good, well-placed fucks in that one. For sure. Uh, all right, Nate, grade it. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Really good, actually. So I'll give that a nine. That was funny. Nine. All right. Nikki. And I was actually going to go with Nate. I'm um, giving that one a nine, too. I thought that one was really good. Yeah, it was strong. I like all the different places it was put in there. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Home Alone. No. Oh, I got some. Uh... I forgot. <laughs> oh, here, by the way, for Nate's uh, last one. I forgot. Sorry. Home Alone, too. I don't think so. No. I have no idea. I didn't recognize any of those voices. It was like robbers and a little kid. Yeah. Spy need... kids? You want some clues? Dennis the Menace. Clues. It should have come out during Halloween. Mm, hocus Pocus. Let me rephrase that. It should have come out during Halloween, but it's not a horror movie. Oh, should have came out during Halloween, but it's not a horror movie. Horror movie, not horrible. Horror movie. I said horror. I know. I think I stepped on my toe. <laughs> 20 years ago, though. Oh. So was that 93? Hmm. Should have came out on Halloween, but it's not a Halloween movie. Is that it? That's the clue? 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was made by Universal. Actually, it might have been because it's there. <sighs> Parent Trap? <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Waterboy. <laughs> Jurassic, oh, Jurassic Park 2. No, that Jurassic Park was 96, I think, right? If or I'm looking at Nate's face right now, he could possibly have a pussy under that cap. What? Cat in the hat? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did they make a movie like that? Like, uh, was it animated or? Yeah, Mike Myers. Uh, no, it was not. It was that. not animated. It wasn't animated. It was a real time. That real time one. Yeah. Uh. With the two little kids and their mom went out to work. Yeah. Uh, Seuss's, uh, Dr. Seuss's widow, Audrey, refused to permit a live action adaptation of her husband's source material ever again after that movie because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it. It so. was a little weird. I don't think it was bad. I, th- I think kids liked it. All right. Last one. This one is worth 548 points. Okay. So you're down two nothing okay. right now. <laughs> this last one's worth a lot. <laughs> right, here's the last clip. You, could you come up here, please? Yeah. What was your name? Katie. Katie, what was that thing you were fucking today? The big thing. Cello. Okay, this is a bass guitar, and it's the exact same thing, but instead of fucking like this, you tip it on the side. Cello, you've got a bass. <laughs> Try it on. <laughs> Couple good ones to start out a new year, I gotta tell you. All right, what do you got? Uh, I didn't like that as much, so I would give that a seven. Ooh, a seven. I freaking love this one. I gave it a ten. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, it you put does... it on the side and you eff it like this. Uh, all right, uh, what's the movie? Three, new two, school oh, of music. I, 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 three, two, one, go. New school of music. School of rock. School of rock. Yeah. Ah! Nate, 540 <laughs> Gives him a grand total of 542 <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to zero. Dang. Uh, so the second clip more. Yeah. I just knew you were going to give that one a 10, Nate. No, that was good. All right, well, still, even with a 10, uh, the winner was Cat in the Hat, so that yep. gets played again. We've got to get Nevins in that lockback. What are we going to do? Don't worry. I have three plans. Plan A. Fucked up a perfectly clean house. Done that. Plan B, cut your losses and fuck the kids. That could work. What about that one? Plan C, fuck mom's boyfriend into handing over dog and lock. I don't know. I still like plan B. You hear the Mike Myers now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, was, that, was the Hall- you- that was the Halloween clue, by the way. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, it was a young Mike Myers, I guess. It doesn't sound like him. And uh, the Universal Studios, they have a cat in the hat section. So, Or a Dr. Seuss section. I'm sorry, not a cat in the hat, but Dr. Oh, Seuss. Oh, okay. Same you know, thing, yeah. The ride, one fish, blue fish, three fish, or whatever it is. You know, that kind of thing. All right. Uh, so for you premium two percenters, bonus content after the outro. Uh, so make sure you stick around. The show is not over for everyone else. 
Thanks for listening, uh, but uh, please subscribe so you get the entire show. You can do that on uh, podcastthebs.com. Also, there is all of our social media. We've got the top three playlists. We've got a store you can wear our our gear, as they would say. If you want to be a sponsor and you want to come on board, uh, we'd love to have you. All that information, podcastthebs.com. Simple, simple, simple stuff. Uh, Nate, you got anything before we get out? Talk shit, get hit. Talk shit, get hit. Damn. All right, Nikki. Ladies, keep your hands off your man. Damn. There's some women hating people on this show. I got to tell you. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate all the support. Talk to you soon. And I uh, didn't know Happy Friday, Friday fuckers. No, Happy Friday fuckers. Oh, yeah. Happy Friday fuckers, too. There you go. As well. Happy Friday fuckers, too. <laughs> all right. Uh, bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.